Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Extra Credits Podcast. This is Trey. And this is Kelsey. So you are tuning in to our first live, live? Call this live? I mean, I guess all of our podcasts are live. That's a good point. (laughs) Our first podcast where we're going to watch a movie while podcasting. So a live watch party. And not just any movie, Kelsey. The Batman. Batman. Yes. We didn't even mean to to jinx on that. That was impressive. I am so excited. We saw this three times in theater. Yeah, maybe more. Right? Yeah, this is going to be our fourth time watching this. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm really excited. I, I mean, I think it definitely won't be as awesome as the big screen but i just want to see robert pattinson again i want to hear the music again um if you're listening we are going to try not to spoil like as we watch so if this is your first time watching batman you can tune in and watch with us um yeah we'll set the let's set the groundwork for this first we're gonna tell you what minute we're starting at or what second which is gonna be the first second on the Batman film that is on HBO Max right now that just dropped today. And uh, when we start it, we'll be playing it at the same time. Hopefully you can play it at the same time and listen along with us. And our voices will be in the background. If you like to listen with some company, with some friends, maybe have a party, get some appetizers. I don't know about you all, but mozzarella sticks sound really good right now. Oh, yeah. That sounds great. Maybe some popcorn. And just chill and experience this three-hour movie with us. And we'll probably have some kind of intermission at halftime maybe just to take a quick break yeah it is a long movie so we'll definitely do that yeah so i guess as we're watching this throughout we'll be kind of chiming in on some some of our thoughts some of our our, our views on how good, good this movie was or how great it was i think it was our it's our second favorite movie of the year so far uh well, we've seen a lot of great movies actually this year um we're gonna do a recommendation pod soon but this obviously is way up there it's like artsy batman and i'm here for it yes okay. okay should we do it let's do it okay so go ahead open hbo um max, max. on your phone i love the rebrand your tv on your console um and trey will count you down to start the movie with us okay so i'm gonna be playing it at the the literal second that it starts on hbo which is two hours and 56 minutes and 12 seconds in three, two, one, go. I'm getting comfy in my blankets. Yes, I am also. I have a blanket and Appa and Momo are dogs with us. <laughs> and it's raining outside. So like it's really it's just perfect. setting setting the tone. I should have put conditioner in my hair and made it seem like Robert Pat. Do you think he... I think he, it's definitely Ooh. styling gel. I'd be interested in what brand. I love the way they do the intro I title know, card. I know. The Batman title card is great. Okay. So here's in the movie. I loved the way this opened. Like, I I love Halloween. Mm-hmm. But I loved this. Like, who am I looking at? Looking at other people. A very cool Detective 7-esque opening. Yeah, in the movie, I didn't know if this was who this was doing this. And the like chilling Ave Maria in the background. Imagine the composer of Ave Maria. They probably never thought it would be used for this scene. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I, I created this song for good.
the if like our, ballad our, is so beautiful. It's like beautiful and chilling. Yeah, it is really it is really beautiful. There's something creepy about this this look right now, these binoculars that we're in. Yeah, I think on the IMAX screen I wasn't able to see the kind of like divot in the middle to really see their binoculars. And look at this uh, changing the 200 on <laughs> the bottom right. He's like just changing it like two <laughs> two things. He's very meticulous. Kelsey called that out in the bottom right there, Kels. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, no, no, no. no. I meant so where you could see him in the mirror, in the window. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you want to tell the people. To yeah. Don't rewind, but watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you watch, you can watch out for someone above. I also loved that they had, like, the news in this Batman in a realistic way. Like, they made this look like a actual election debate. Yes. Should we shout out this actor? I forget his name, but he's from Ready or Not, one of our yes. favorite horror movies. I did not. You said that when our second time we saw this. Like, I did not know that was Ready or Not, brother. So good. All right. So they are looking at the post-election or post-debate election polls or something. He's looking at his numbers. also a landline weird it's classic oh my god that i i just like the whole theater gasped yeah i just gasped like i even though i knew it was coming it made me like hold my breath right now i'm just (laughs) so tense what are are those warby parker glasses (laughs) it's a bad look warby parker or a good look i feel like i mean for the movie did everyone for a week after seeing this just like second guess your glasses choice? I thought about it. You don't have clear glasses. It looked like my brand though. <laughs> Looks like your shape. Yeah. I hope that's a good whiskey. Oh my god, this was so intense as an opening. What is that sound? Is that a You mean the like violin trill kind of deal? Yes. Or the oh, okay, I thought you meant the word murder weapon. Um there was such an intense scene, like to open up with. Big psycho vibes. We I had lo- someone who brought their kid to the theater who oh was sitting god. right behind us, and I was like, Oh my god, this is a lot <laughs> to experience. No shade to to anybody who brought their kids, but you know it's intense <laughs> i was probably one of those eight-year-olds yeah i guess i watched a lot of r-rated movies growing up still has the remote in his hand this was the scene that matt reeves was worried about when they were thinking about they wanted to make a pg-13 apparently but this was the scene that they were worried about to see how gruesome they could make it with the blood So Wait, good. so they they could have such a good it, intro scene. That like that could have been in a PG thirteen movie. No, it could have been more gruesome. I think. Also, Trey called this. Uh, note the date that they start or Batman starts. It's Thursday, October thirty first. The oh, long Halloween, is, baby. Okay, this is my favorite scene in the movie. 
maybe not in the movie. It's like a Blade Runner. Visually, my favorite scene in the movie. Kelsey, I think, right? Blade Runner 2049. We talked a lot about that. Yeah, it looks so Blade Runner, like during Halloween. Just all the people walking towards us. It was actually like being on the streets in Blade Runner uh, 2049. So cool. And he looks so cool here with his like hat and his backpack. He looks like he's in Pokemon. <laughs> Ash Ketchum's this is, mom this is Ash gets bodied. <laughs> Pikachu's taken. Look at the, uh, check the grocery store. Peep that. Good times. Shout out Safety Brothers. God, I love this music. So he, I, he's I journaling right now. He's journaling right now, right? Mm-hmm. He was like, I have to choose my target. the darkest diary ever. Oh, so that's the bank. I didn't see that the first time we watched it. It said bank of something. Probably Gotham. Gotham. Robert Pattinson, this voice is so good. I was so surprised. It was one of the things I was worried about, even though he's one of my favorite actors. I didn't know if he'd be able to. I think it might be the best Batman voice. It's really good. It's like realistic and not overly done like Christian Bale. It's definitely the most original. Even though Christian Bale gets a lot of like hate for his, I I am fine with it. But this one's obviously better to me. Oh, I thought you meant his normal voice, like how he's talking right now. Oh yeah, but this is also like I guess you're right. It's kind of his Batman voice. Yeah, I loved this scene in the theater. I thought I somehow looked down twice. Like I only saw it the third time we were watching this. He's like putting he's putting his makeup on. Makeup on. Yeah. So I think Greg Fraser, who's the cinematographer, was talking about how they wanted to capture what it would look like when Heath Ledger's Joker would put the makeup on like how he does in the dark night so that was kind of a shout out but also it kept that tint of red that is a foundation of this movie yeah it's really good and the way the we saw the batman mask like stitched together with leather was really cool too This you got this got me too. This looks like a painting. That looks like a painting. Yeah, that it's looks really so beautiful. Great. The um this uh song right now reminds me of those uh Halloween cartoons that we used to watch, like the the duck ones, like the Scrooge. Like oh the yeah. Da-na-na, Weird. It's so scary. Nostalgic terror. Spray paint, some weak vigilantism. broke they didn't get to finish oh it was the bank of gotham yeah it's a double meaning there i thought it was like a a law um like a court when we first watched it i love that there's just garbage everywhere around this train right now because i always think about that when i'm when i'm near like a like a subway station I'm always wondering whose job it is to do this and clean it up because it's so difficult. The way he was just holding his head was so aggressive. 
So a lot of Robin imagery going on here. True. Yeah. When we first saw this, we were like, is this kid going to show up again? Maybe in another movie. Tick, or TikTok. Who knows? I swear that guy is straight out of TikTok. Straight out of the app. <laughs> it jumped out of the app. Here to get his ass beat by Batman. Whoever came up with a thud, which I'm assuming is Reeves. I mean, genius. The foot. Yeah, he must have some heavy boots. I guess there must be like steel on the bottom of his boots to get that effect. Or I mean, I know they edited in the sound later, but like hypothetically steel Batman boots. Those last two punches. Oh my God. So cool. Such a good, yeah, such a good opening of Batman. I, I wish that scene wasn't in the trailer though, just because it would have been like so cool to see for the first time in the movie. I kind of like that this part wasn't really, it's sort of in the trailer, this second part of the fight, because he's kind of getting hit a lot in the back. Yeah, that's true. At the true. beginning of it, which I enjoy watching because it's supposed to be year two of Batman. Like, what happens if you Look accidentally just killed that Look guy? Look at that like, doesn't bottom that go against everything? part of his face. It looks so good. Can we just appreciate Rob's face right now? You mean his jaw structure? Mask? Yeah. It is nuts. It just looks perfect, like a like comic. That's why I've said since Twilight. I didn't know if the acting was ever going to work out, but my dude had the Batman face. Okay, this is a prime Robin look right here. I love the Two-Face kind of look, too. By the way, we were saying Robin because the red sweatshirt. If anybody was wondering, they're like, what are they talking about? Also, I loved this because it like it shows that in year two, people didn't know who he was. Like someone who he's trying to save was like, don't hurt me. Yeah, he is his own worst villain at this point without realizing it. Oh my God, this scene. So good. Just this walkthrough shot. I love how oil oily everything looks like everything just looks so like so much like a painting <laughs> like it like even these cops in their jackets they look like they're like they're fresh painted it looks crazy the leather looks so legit that is true i love how rob pat has like one hang eye it almost looks batman look a little bit even more crazy like he had one of his eyes is like hanging a little bit lower look at that bat symbol on his chest people theorized that it was going to be the gun that killed his parents but it, it actually is a tool which we'll get to later on oh like he was going to put the gun in his uh suit yes like he wore oh. the weapon that killed his family because he he feels he should have been the one to stop Bold it choice
That was a funny part of the... It's really well acted. Yeah. It's really funny. This guy really Shout feels out like a that detective. Guy. Yeah. Ah, Ichmosis. <laughs> Man, Batman would be so good at Jeopardy. What's that show that we binged during the pandemic with the um like five people solving crime and Reed is in it? What is oh, that Criminal called? Minds. Oh yeah. Imagine Batman just showed up <laughs> on the Criminal Minds. He team. would fit that team. <laughs> He's like she's like i'm just gonna follow this guy around anything he looks at <laughs> taking pictures i don't get paid enough to <laughs> do all this from your secret friend who Shout out Zodiac Killer. Well, not a shout out, but a reference to. <laughs> shout <laughs> out my to, shout out my Zodiac Killers out be there. Really careful. We do not condone, condone the, Zodiac the Zodiac Killer. killer. <laughs> we do, however, condone the movie Zodiac. <laughs> Just because Trey's in love with Jake Gyllenhaal. This was the We're only. We're in love. Okay, this was the only thing. Like this guy is a little. The accent was a little much for me at A little first. cartoonish. Yeah, but I'm okay with it after rewatch. Yeah, I love the shout out to Jim Carrey's like methodical like arts and crafts that he does in the older Batman movie. Um Oh, on his like card that he where made he plays for the Riddler. Yeah. And he uses that like literal color, that same green, which is really cool. <laughs> I'm I'm glad they told them to say the F word. I was a little annoyed with so, someone earlier said like friggin or something like that, like frick. I was like, wait, what? I, immediately, like 15 minutes into the, into the movie right now in the theater, I was like, this is the best Batman I've seen in a long oh time. Oh my God, yeah. It feels like, like Clue and comic-y, but real life. Yeah. Dude, that got me. I don't know why. It's the music. That's what it is. It's the that Batman's bass. Collar. This is the shot that got me. Also, also, also trick-or-treating with a real pumpkin. Also wearing that? red. I know. But the eye contact right here is what got me. I started tearing up in the theater. Because look at Robert Pattinson's eyes. He's got that tear in him. Or that gloss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What a genius song. I've heard a lot of criticism for playing it in the trailer and having it so much in the movie, but who cares? Who cares? We're here for it. Yeah. 
it's you have to try to critique this movie in a negative way you really have to it's like you have to work hard for it i loved that like him getting on his motorcycle and not seem seeming like cool like he literally looks like he's in blade runner right now yeah and it's like he's like i don't even know if i'm making a difference it's so so good Look at all those ads, Puma, Little Caesars. Yeah, he's like a self-aware or becoming like this self-aware. Yeah, it's hard because he's Wayne. still brooding, which we'll see yeah, in a second. Yeah, <laughs> which we were surprised about. We'll get to that, yeah. In a good way. Well, well we weren't, I don't know we'll about help, that. We'll bring it up in a second. I have to push myself. <laughs> That's what I feel like at the end of the quarter of teaching these last final grades. <laughs> I do have to grade later. Ugh. Loved going down the stairs. Yeah, really cool scene. I was trying to see what was on the walls. Wayne Terminal. Right. We already knew that. So cool. I love how Reeves hazed out a lot of this Batcave because... I mean, I'd love it. I don't love it in the sense I want to know everything in this Batcave. I want to see the scope. But he he doesn't give us the scope. He focuses in on these minute details. Almost like how Bruce Wayne kind of sees his reality. He's kind of very focused on his close surroundings. Like, look at these shots. Yeah, it looks like everything's a clue. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, well said. This was wild. This, like... Um, oh, wow, his eyes so red. Uh, that, like, technology... Yeah. Baby blues. I like his handwriting. Push myself. <laughs> Is that a pilot pen? No? Hmm. I loved that journal year two. I hope in the next movie in like two or three years it'll say like year four, year five. Was it a Samsung? The TV? Yeah. Costco. (laughs) I feel like this is so realistic that he would have something to watch back the situations to look for clues, like in all of his conversations. I thought it was so, like, uh, such a genius thing for a detective Batman. Exactly. And nobody's really talked about this, but there is no reason Bruce Wayne should be the greatest detective in the world. And this movie is self-aware of it. It doesn't need to tell you on the nose that he's not. It just tells you indirectly here that he's very wealthy and has a lot of resources. And so he has more of an opportunity to do better than most detectives. So that's why I think it's kind of interesting they chose to do this where he can look back at these scenes. Did Alfred make him a little smoothie? (laughs) Alfred, you know I don't like carrots in my smoothie. (laughs) Oh. I think they haven't showed how he talks to Alfred. Yet. Oh yeah.
big 16 year old vibes here he's very yeah, Alfred's like what did you do very stunted why We were so worried at this point in the theater. For sure. We were like, wait, is Batman like 40 and immature? And Well, we were like, also the PTSD as a, this kind of trauma as a child taking over him completely where Robert Pattinson was going to be playing this very internalized character the whole entire film, but he, he does grow. Yeah, I guess what I just said was probably insensitive. <laughs> His parents got bodied in front of him. Okay. So, thank you for saving me. I just like the way he storms off here. Just the way he's walking. It just I love makes like, me laugh. what he's wearing. It's definitely like the like good time inspired. Yes. He didn't even drink his smoothie that Alfred made for him. And they didn't really show it in the show. Well, there were carrots. He told him. <laughs> that is really sad. It is sad. Yeah. What do you think about him as a Alfred? I mean... I think we talked about it in our pod, but like he, he's not in it this, that much. And like, I feel like he gets like the worst parts of Batman, just how like basically like teenagers <laughs> like give the worst parts to the, their parents or their parents have to deal with that. Like, that's true. I, I don't know. I, I just, we'll have more to talk about it a little bit later. Anyways. Yeah. So we just saw the scars of Bruce. It's from all the crime fighting at night. He's got some fresh berries. Apparently, he wants to eat now. I love how he's eating berries out of this, like, metal tin. Looks like the Adams family in there. Yes, very Adams family house. I love that he just was, like, allergic to the light. Oh, yeah, that was so good. Shout out to Alfred's Warby Parker glasses. Big day for Warby Parker on this podcast. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Putting on his sunglasses. I love this extra large like thrift shop t-shirt urban outfitters that he's got going on here. And the way he eats that blueberry made Kelsey laugh so hard in the theater. I'm not I sure loved why. It. I wish we got more of, of the mansion. Yeah, I definitely think this is kind of Matt Reeves vision i mean he made the movie he wanted to make he made a three-hour film they wanted to make that didn't need a sequel but if he does have a trilogy you know metaphorically and literally he wants to broaden the scope of the movie so i think we're going to see a lot more it's going to feel more nolan-esque i think in the next one if they do it never to that extent because Nolan great shot right there on the car that is very cool reflection so this, this is the mayor's cars yeah okay I don't even know who you are, man. <laughs> Kelsey loves that, right? You said man on our other yeah, podcast. Yeah, I, well, I just love his character. He's like, he's so like chill and um, like casual where I don't, I love his him as um, Gordon. Also, these strings, like the horror music is so good. I'm just going to talk about the music the whole time. I love it. Batman with a with a blue light. 
hearing Batman say USB. USB. I just love the way he's like, you you saw him bend over to get into a car. It just looks so funny. God, that is true. He looks very uncomfortable. Cool... <laughs> Look at his face. So funny. I, Robert Pattinson does not get enough love for this this movie, honestly. Because people love this film, but I feel like they don't talk about him enough. That delivery of thumb drive was actually hilarious. Thumb drive. Just so monotone. He looks like Christian's Bale, Christian Bale's lips right here. Our theater was was a big fan of big fan of the thumb drive joke of Jim Gordon and his thumb drive jokes and just in general Jeffrey Wright throughout the whole movie. He does a great job. I think me and Kelsey said he was our one of our favorite characters of this movie. Oh yeah. Look at that mask. Look at Batman's mask. Look in the light, it looks so good. Hillary Clinton somewhere is just being like, I love, I love that. Um, like I, even in that small scene, they probably thought about like, you know, when you send an email and you don't mean to, or like you almost send an email, like that fear, the whole movie makes you feel like on edge the whole time. I love it. I just made a joke for our Benghazi people out there. I don't know how far that'll go to so many people. Oh, I didn't listen to the joke. Sorry. (laughs) No, it's all good. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> all right this guy is hilarious what are these in the guys other version from? of him what movie are is that guy in now it will make sense when i said these guys Got him. They were in Teen Wolf, but I don't think you watched that, so I don't know what you know them from. Yeah. I don't know. They just look familiar, I guess. I wonder if everybody seeing him walk by was like, ah, Halloween. Your turn. I was asking Trey to turn down the movie, so... Yeah, there's some loud scenes in this film, so sorry if you could hear anything. Also, the do you notice how in the film, or in the, sorry, in the music, it's like, dun, 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 in the club, Batman music? I can hear Very it, but cool. I really have to, like, focus on it, so it's really impressive. <laughs> you, I think it You started, noted that the first time you saw it. It started when he walked in. I love the way he... That was so cool. That was, yeah dodge this take it easy sweetheart dude so good like the makeup is so good he just looks so penguin-esque, like right when you see him, like such a character, but real. It's awesome. Colin Farrell was talking about how he credits this performance to the makeup team 
and the prosthetics because he felt like he could be literally a different person because he has become his own character like his own his literal identity because people know him as Colin Farrell so this was like one of his favorite parts he's ever played because he was able to disappear in it Mr. Vengeance don't bite (laughs) Zoe Kravitz we talked about her on our past podcast The Secrets of Dumbledore the newest Fantastic Beast film check it out we were not a fan even though we're huge (laughs) Harry Potter fans even though you should still see it I loved that when they like first saw each other. Is that the first time Robert Pattinson and as Batman has seen a woman in like a long time? The way he was looking at Zoe Kravitz is like, <laughs> who are you? Well, I just thought he was like, oh, she, she notices things. Yeah, that was really cool. You're right. I shouldn't make light of her. She literally was playing detective right there. That was cool. Ooh. I'm just a proprietor. <laughs> Is he wearing purple? I think so. I didn't notice that the first time. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah too soon get him bat get him rob Uh, oh wow the attention to detail in this movie is insane okay okay check it left top left y'all oh yeah top left i noticed this i want to take credit for this well let me give you credit because it's weird (laughs) people take credit kelsey called this in the first time we saw the movie also there we're not going to say that part but in the top left you probably saw in that shot where it was showing apartment buildings in the top left there was one light on we maybe saw someone there let's just say that but kelsey called said that in the first time we saw this movie before it hit twitter recently and everybody's been talking about it i didn't even get to see it the second time i just see it in the third time we saw it because i kept missing it There's, there's Batman behind her. See, even in scenes like this where you're like, this could be cut because it's a three-hour film, I think that gives a good amount of context for just how much Zoe Kravitz's character has a relationship or loves this person that she's talking to on the phone. And getting that kind of background shot of Batman on his motorcycle kind of tracking them is really cool. Yeah, I agree. I don't want anything to be cut from this. Yeah. Do you see Batman uh, with his makeup right there? It looks like another Pokemon shot. Ash, Ash this Ketchum. is a Pokemon movie. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see Rob um, as Ash Ketchum. I think it could work. I think he'd be down. I love the 
how the beginning of this film starts with Paul Dano in the binoculars as the Riddler and with negative intentions and Robert Pattinson with seemingly playing Batman here, seemingly good intentions. Yeah, but he's like being a total weirdo. Yeah, but I just like the idea of what he thinks of himself as seemingly doing something with good intentions. Yeah, that makes sense. He's like, I can fight crime because I trust myself. I can do what villains do because I at least am trying to help. And that's kind of at the crux of the character of Batman and and this kind of like moral conundrum that he often finds himself in. I do like how they kind of show how smart and detail-oriented Catwoman is in, in the club when she was checking out the clues and then they show how attractive she is <laughs> yeah that is good at least like they didn't just str- jump straight to I mean there's definitely a lot of like still uh, like objectifying character but I I think like building her character of like like you said like caring about her um her roommate mm-hmm. and like I, I feel like Catwoman is a person by the way movie. might be her girlfriend yeah unconfirmed because everyone said roommate and then zoe kravitz corrected somebody and said that she could be bisexual i think yeah i didn't well i don't want to spoil but i don't think it's spoiling because she was calling her baby in the car so well we don't really know it's just that's apparently that's what people have been talking about recently they don't really dive too much into that this is such a cool scene i know i love this scene so they're in the mayor's apartment right now it also feels very ready or not I was going to say Ocean's 12. We need to make that movie. Ocean's 12, Ready or Not, in the same movie. That would be so cool. <laughs> I would love that vibe. Soderbergh making a horror comedy. It's just the, all the Ocean's cast, but they're like, uh, <laughs> have to kill each other because of Mr. LaBelle. Also called Knives Out, I guess. I guess that's true. <laughs> I loved the detail with the cat ears on her um her hat she's so fair here in terms of her first reaction to this big ass six foot four bat coming behind her just just trying to kick him in the face like that's just a fair response that's just a cool shot Way too many people on Twitter were into this scene. Yeah, like he didn't need to linger for that long. I guess he was just getting a passport. Like we said, I don't think he has talked to a woman before. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there are too many Batman creepy vibes um, in this movie sometimes, but... Well, I think the stunted thing, they talk about it later on. We'll get to it. Yeah, but it's still like not he doesn't okay. do he's not I doing mean, anything know, yeah. wrong yeah what is this like the night after that he he was killed and someone has to watch the house no, is it, is it not the night of? Oh, I guess maybe it is. Oh, wait, no, we saw... No, 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 it was daylight. He oh, already had a barrier, right. yeah, so it's been one day. 
this is the the night of him eating the berries and yelling at Alfred for making a smoothie. Love that. He's handing the passport. Love these motorcycles too. are so cool. Yeah. That was one of the coolest things about, I think it was George Clooney's Batman movie where he shows his motorcycles. Actually, I could be messing that up. That could be Val Kilmer. Uh, it's I when forget. he shows Chris O'Donnell his motorcycles for the first time. I think it is Val Kilmer. I'm going to stick with that. I'm glad the cat's okay. Oh, two cats. Lots of cats. Well, I okay. think there's a lot of cats here, yeah. How do you mind your business, Bruce? Yeah. Just because you have your mansion. Wait, did that say a Mountain Dew $452 for rent? I think maybe. Where do we have to go for that? <laughs> this is the only part I was like, okay, she just went obviously so upset, and I assumed that she was dating this person, Ani, and she's taken, like kidnapped, and then all of a sudden like she's like oh where's my they took my phone like and now she's cool like i don't <laughs> that was just a weird like transition for me yes it is very odd oh there's the really that's the first shot of him what a great shot of batman watching tv This was confusing for me. I didn't know who this was. I was also like, what am I looking at here? Now I now I get it. Okay. Yeah. I, I he mean, has I, like a cage and the rats have a tunnel up to him. It was more, I didn't know who he was. We'll get to that in a second. Frightening. So disturbing. Oh my God. No surprise here in this household that Paul Dano could pull off something like this. Big Prisoners household here. Yeah, if you haven't seen Prisoners, go watch it. Um, you won't be surprised about What Paul was his Dano. position, that that detective? Was that the head of the GCPD? You mean, oh, the, the guy who was in the yeah, cage? Yeah, just showed his Yeah, picture, he was yeah. the commissioner. Yeah. She's like, Batman, you don't know anything. At this point, the first time we watched this, me and Kelsey both turned to each other and we're like, she's in on it, which we'll, we won't say anymore, but we both said that the yeah. first time we watched that. I also loved this scene. Like, I loved them talking for the first time yes. in the kitchen. Those nails are so impractical. I think she talked about in an interview how she couldn't do anything for like months. <laughs> All the cats. I'm allergic to cats, but I think they're cute. I love that line because shot Michelle Pfeiffer is the best cat woman. I look though. I know, but there, there are so many cat woman inappropriate cat jokes in all the batman movies in this they kind of turn that on its head and say she has a thing for strays that's just a really cool line considering the lore with catwoman and batman that makes a lot more sense than any other dumb joke that's been made yeah 
another criminal minds shot love the detective this is a big true detective moment for me this is oh, where i was thinking matthew true. mcconaughey and uh woody harrelson obviously you know who's who in this scenario Like, I'm assuming in a Raider R version, we would have saw his body here. Mm-hmm. Wait, but it is rated R, right? No. It's not rated R? No. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh. That first scene was pretty gruesome. That's what I was saying. That's what I was explaining at the beginning. That was, like, the one okay. thing that they could, like, basically keep that was pretty dark. So, a lot of Saw shout-outs here. Very, yeah, that's true. I think I I thought of Saul the first time I saw that. I was like, is this going to be like gruesome and disturbing? I guess, yes, it is, but it's more detective work. I also love that they made up their own drug, like pushing drops, unless that's in the comics. I don't know, actually. I don't think I remember seeing drops in the comics, but I could be wrong. Batman, just a, no gray morality at all in his in his mind. It's black and white. Batman, like, just looks approachable. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Another card. What does this one say? Or does he read it out loud for the audience? I'm mad about you. The way he said that. It was like a Edward. I'm mad about you. Mm-hmm. Look at those eyes that the Joker drew. Or are those bat wings? The Riddler, I mean. Oh, no, no. Those are eyes, you're right. I think Paul Dano was asked about if he drew the things on here, and he didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I like the drawings. I don't think he saw the stuff. It's, it was someone's job to just like literally do all the calligraphy. I love the two the Batman font they chose though. Yeah, it's very cool. Again, great so technology. Disturbing. Great technology. Very cool. The the bat technology in this is awesome. It feels very like Minority Report. I love Zoe Kravitz's whole persona in this scene where she's like, "Bro, can you like." get with it and chill out like you're being weird yeah, and I'm you're here like to do one thing. Nervous. Yeah. He's like, yes, I do, but I can't say anything <laughs> because I'm weird. Like he probably doesn't even know, like we're assuming Batman, Bruce Wayne's never had a girlfriend, right? So, based on him and this so he doesn't even understand that he might be trying to be like weirdly flirting with zoe kravitz's character like catwoman he, selena he right so we're supposed to assume that he was just literally looking in her eyes and she was like are, are is he trying to flirt with me right now yeah i think he was literally trying to say like i do care what happens to you in there 
I, I love that scene where they're just like, I love that they didn't cut out of those scenes and mm. we got to see her like leave the room. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I love those scenes in here where I just can see them in a room and actually be like normal. I love that Batman is the guy in the chair for like 15 <laughs> minutes here. That's a shout to Spider-Man. My guy, Ned. Again, Greg Fraser with the camera work on this shot. The haze on the outside corners. They don't want us to have too much of an understanding what's going on in the bigger picture in this club or anything else in this movie. I just love these close-up shots. Yeah, it also feels very Blade Runner with the shapes and like her hair. The hair. Also, that's a Poison Ivy shout-out, I think. Oh, true. Uma Thurman. Was that like a flex bat? Were you just looks like I broke his nose. That reminds me of that reminds me of the Batman video game so much that I don't know why. When he, the way he that they just shot Kenzie. It did seem like a video game. Well, everyone keeps trying to compare this movie to comics or the films, the prior films, but this movie really feels inspired, obviously by some of the the deeper novels, but the the batman arkham asylum video games i never played them i only played many hours like very um elementary bat cave robin like mixing potions (laughs) that's so that's a so specific that's a deep dive cut also i love this idea of a club within a club like seeing who's there like politicians and cops He's judging her. Bruce, you should get a Twitter. You'd be popular on there. Quick to react. Tough. Peter Sarsgaard. Arguably the best acting performance in this whole movie. Not to spoil anything for anyone, is my guy here. I love how, like, he's acting. I just love his, like, performance. Yeah, it's even right here. I was a little scared of him. In yeah, the first he just time seems I saw like this. sort of incompetent and like goofy, but, but also like it could scary. be a it could be a sh- it could be a show that he's incompetent. That's yeah. what he feels like a little bit. Like he could be messing with you. Batman's eyes in that one shot. I also didn't realize this until the third time we watched it, but I thought they were doing like shots, but the drops are, they put them in their eyes. Yeah. Reminds me of the contacts. He's like, no one's ever said they liked me.
She's like, I am for sure out. I just want to be quiet there because that was important information. I love this like blurry lens that we're we're seeing everything through, like the fish eye. Yes. This is also where like she's in on it. John Turturro. Big fan. And for you, uh Yeah, he has a great voice for this role. Well, for you younger millennials out there like us, John Turturro, known for his amazing performance in Transformers. <laughs> was he in Transformers? Oh my God, was he in Transformers? Yes, we need to rewatch that film. It was like she was just walking into like two rooms because of the mirror there. It was such a cool shot. I hate touching. The eye touching is always cringes me. It, I guess because Trey wears contact or has worn contacts, he doesn't like touching his eye. But yeah, I don't know how people. I don't do really it. have a problem with it. Oh, guys, the shot! Oh my god, that was terrifying. If you just saw what I saw in that, yeah, when that that shot, just think back in your head to that shot that just happened and the perspective. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. That is a direct shout out to Zodiac. What, like waiting in the car? Yeah, the 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 killer shot, which is you can see it from the killer perspective. Uh, I mean, that's a lot of movies, but there's a lot of things like that in Zodiac and Seven. Just a lot of David Fincher shout outs. Obviously, like a lot of people have talked about some other 70s noir movies, some 60s crime thrillers too. Yeah, look at the sepia tone. I love the lights here on the car. Yeah, those are great. The red and white, yeah. Well, it's going to come back. I also love how it's been like raining this whole time in the movie. I love it's all foggy on the inside because he's been breathing in there. Oh, true. I didn't notice that. so frightening oh my god ave maria again a saul shout out yeah, I didn't realize how many like saw inspired things were in this movie. But I also purposely don't watch a lot of serial killer content. Also, y'all peep the lights just like the car. It's pretty cool. No direct reason and to do that. And it looks like blue there. I think it was red and white, but it's showing up oh, as blue. Oh, it is like a blue. Yeah, weird. Great shots of the for city. A, Look at that gumdrop. For like a brighter the... tomorrow. Oh, yeah, there's that green. Oh, that's the drops. The drop head. Oh, I'm an idiot. Drop head. Yeah, but they also have the renewal and a brighter tomorrow, like all these signs. 
in this uh i guess it's an abandoned like construction site right yes this is like an abandoned well we'll get into it a little bit later but yeah construction site look at all the trash in the elevator i didn't notice it's really cool that they gave us this this kind of meetup spot of gordon and batman one thing i didn't like about the dark knight trilogy didn't like it sounds strong but something i wish could they could have changed was that batman kept having come to jim gordon's house every time because that immediately started fights with his family <laughs> like yeah. could you not go somewhere else like go get a coffee at duncan So this is like the morning time. Most of the movies at night so far. Yeah. Batman's like, yeah, catch on. <laughs> He's like, I can hook you up with one of these eye cameras. I like that shot. I just like seeing their like figures. Well, although it, you can talk about what you don't like about that shot. Yeah, that shot kind of annoys me now. Just because the the Gotham what we're what looks to be Gotham is actually just a bunch of LED screens put together and I could tell that from just the first watch and then I went home to confirm. And you can see the lines like in the LED TVs, like even in that last shot, you'd have to really be looking. And I guess it, that's just the movie magic of it all. Once you see it, you can't not think about it. But yeah, I, I think it was also just the COVID reality at the moment at the time where they had to shoot inside. But I well, do. You can, yeah. Look out for it next time. Cause I didn't even see it. Um, listener. You'll yeah. Notice they're, it. They're basically projector screens. Also, I love Rob's hair here. Just how they like. It's the best. It looks the whole movie. Which I guess makes sense. He's he's going to a funeral right now. Yeah. And also Alfred is like doing the ciphers. I love it. Does all the word puzzles. Yeah, it's 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 his pre-Robin. His first Robin was Alfred. Did Robin do ciphers? I don't know. I bet he could. Worked at a carnival. Okay, this upcoming kid. line is important to listen to because it's so cringe. <laughs> Alfred, I don't want your cufflinks. Okay, jeez. What a what a jerk, Batman. Are you a Wayne? What? Aren't you like thirty? <laughs> Shows the cufflinks. Interesting. They're so weird. I mean, it really makes sense. He has the, he has the emotions of a 16-year-old, and they're consistent at least. It just sucks to see because we're so used to the charm of Christian Bale yeah. that it's hard to see this. And anybody who didn't like this version of Batman obviously doesn't understand what Matt Reeves is going for here, I think. He just had his eyes off the road for quite a couple of seconds there. Sorry, go ahead. He's a good driver, though. We know this. He rode downstairs in a motorcycle. This music, though. Oh, my God. It's so good. Very Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Very Harry Potter. It's so beautiful. Um, Michael Giacchino with the score. 
I also love all the umbrellas. Like, I just love all the, like, shapes in this movie, I guess. Just a rainy vibe. This is just Robert Pattinson in real life. Just doesn't want to be in the sunlight. <laughs> People always taking pictures of him. Also, for some reason, I hadn't seen, like, Robert Pattinson's face until this moment, when he, right here. Mm-hmm. And I, I just really like seeing his face. Like he has such an interesting. I mean, you know, I'm here for it. Structures. Yeah. Structure. How much money do you think he just handed that guy? That's probably. I love how it's kind of like a Batmobile that he's driving. He is entranced by Zoe Kravitz's character. He thinks this is Catwoman. What was his plan there? I don't think he had a plan. He was just reacting common theme of this film batman why do you think before you act huh also actually this hair looks better right here it does look very conditioned to your point earlier on yeah i'll talk about the hair in a second this is an important scene The Hippocratic Oath. That's great writing. The Hippocratic Oath. It is really good. Really, really good writing. Okay, so back to the hair. So Robert Pattinson's actually (laughs) known for having this obviously thinning hair, but somehow making it work more than any man in the world, including me. Oh, I guess it looks thin there, but he he has really thin hair. I'm a, I'm a big Robert Pattinson fan. Let me just out myself on the podcast. I've seen every Robert Pattinson movie. I think he's probably the second or third best actor in the world right now. But he his hair is thinning and it's starting to recede a little bit. And so they were thinking about shaving it. Because interesting, of, like giving him a buzz cut? Yeah, buzz give, cut well, an interesting fade. An interesting fade with a buzz mm-hmm. cut on top. Because there's a couple different comics novel like kind of short stories of batman that that he looks really cool in so they might do that for the next one as he's growing and then give that slick hair in the third one if they do that which would make a lot of sense because he does have that high school grunge hair going on right now so a slick buzz cut or a slick fade would look really good in the next movie so this is bella real right yes and she is running for mayor running for mayor but the mayor just got killed so also, Bella Real, be real. What do we think about that? There's a yeah, a lot with the campaign. The words there. Yeah. Her name is names. like a, a riddle, though. That's interesting. That's true, yeah. Um I love the different like scenes or I guess sets in this movie. I wonder if they for a lot of them they like went to locations, but I, I just don't know how they did stuff with COVID. I think they're in Ireland right now. Gotcha. They just like rented out a city. They're like. <laughs> That's how Warner Brothers does it. Hey, Ron, you're gonna go ha- gonna have to go to a different church um, for the next three months. 
Mr. Wayne. That was the guy who called him a freak. If you hear any snoring, that is our dog, Appa. <laughs> she is a sleepy shih tzu. That is terrifying. Just like hearing something coming for you. I love, I love this scene. They just like uh, pick Oh kids. my God. Oh, that's, yeah. I love how he chooses between what he seems, what he knows to be the Riddler and this kid. Do you notice that? Mm-hmm. That's true. I didn't, I did not notice that. Oh, he's up there still. The Riddler's up there still. It would make too much sense for that kid to be Robin. Wow. They just, I didn't realize they showed Paul Dano's like profile in that scene. Yeah. No, I don't think that kid will be Robin. No, I mean, it's too on the nose, but I just like all these like hints. It's more of like, I'll get to it maybe later, but I'll say it right now quickly before the scene cuts off and we'll stop talking for a second here because this is great. But they didn't want to show Robert Pattinson's character, young Bruce, losing his parents like every other Batman movie. So instead they show this other little kid lose his parents and they show how he reacts to that. So we kind of get a taste of what that would be like, but not the same thing that we've seen in every movie. I thought that was genius. True. I also thought when we saw this in the trailer, I thought he was like one of Riddler's people. Um, yes. So I thought that was really cool in the movie when I was like, oh, it's the DA. And I didn't know it was Peter Sarsgaard either. And I thought he was going, I thought he was dead when I first saw him attacked in the car. So it was really cool to see him show up again. By the way, we should say we don't call Peter Sarsgaard in this house by Peter Sarsgaard. We just say that, the, oh, that's Maggie Gyllenhaal's husband. True. Just so, because we're big Maggie Gyllenhaal people. So <laughs> we credit. <laughs> so we completely emasculate Peter Sarsgaard. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Uh, do you want to shout out uh, Mona Lisa Smile? Quick Wally shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you steal my jokes. Did you make that joke? Yeah, earlier. Oh, okay. Not on the pod Oops. though. Off pod. Off pod. Reality of marriage. Your jokes are my jokes. This is weirdly a funny scene. I know it's not. This supposed is- to be, seeing the robot walk up to him or walk, but kind of like drive up to him. People in the theater were laughing. Yeah, it was just kind of like, okay, he's like sitting around like, what now? <laughs> it was a and, terrifying And Peter Sarsgaard is like a really funny character. Oh, this is a really ominous scene. Oh, there's Batman. You know, I also thought that thing on his neck was going to like possibly like decapitate him. Like I just didn't know what it what, what the device was. Yeah. It's weird because we have this education with Saw and Final Destination. We have this weird education where we we have already in our mind what we think is going to happen to his head. It looks like a handcuff. Oh my God, Kelsey, that's such a good that's such a good call. Putting people behind bars who didn't deserve it too. Oh yeah, Bruce. He said, try to keep your head. With the jokes. Not if you want to keep your head. Yeah. Oh, oh. He's like, let me read my letter real quick. His jokes are real literal, but sometimes they slap. They're good. And these trying times, never forget. Just a phone call away. What's written on the side there? I don't I know. See it. I think it's a ring, ring, ring. 
It's a nice jacket. Also, I didn't Batman get to shout reference. out Batman's jacket when he got out of the car there at the funeral, but I just want to go back and shout out that jacket. <laughs> oh, oh my God. It's like when you finally answer your mom's FaceTime. <laughs> you came. You came. It's so scary. Also, I love it's so realistic, like that he would FaceTime him. I love that he's picking up on keywords. I love the reflection on Riddler's phone. You you see that you see Batman's oh, face. You see his, his glasses. His largest faces, yeah. And you see the little screen where he's FaceTiming him. Batman can see himself. See what I'm saying about TikTok? That's where those guys are from. That's yeah, the social just ruining media the new generation. Is, oh, do you see all the views? Look at the views going up. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Shout out to the oh, were those dislikes? No, they weren't. They took away the dislike feature on there too. What's disgusting about this is if there was a serial killer that was live streaming something. I don't know. What's terrifying about that is how many people would tune in. Yeah, because you'd want to know what's going on to people. So it would be something. It would be an well, ethical just the amount of people conundrum. that wear, that that watch like fights on social media and like right. Yeah, it's yeah. World Star times ten. It is terrifying, and it feels this one feels different than the Joker in the Dark Knight. Like, um, putting his like killing on the news as a warning to Batman that like he's going to kill someone every day until Batman gives himself up. This one feels very like just scary and more grounded. Yeah. Um, especially with social media, because we we understand that violence is something that is like not not set as a boundary in social media. Like we haven't really figured that out as a culture yet. And okay, I'll stop reading this. I scene. thought you're I thought you're gonna go on a a violence on social media rant for oh, like no, three I minutes. Just, I was just noting. <laughs> I thought you were legit about to do that for this scene. I was like, oh wow, <laughs> right, we're going for it. It's been a long day. <laughs> oh my god, that's <laughs> looks like an army man, um, like a the toy. But I love that Batman knows the clues. Yeah. Also in the trailer, it makes they sense said, he's good at puzzles because he was home a lot as alone as a kid too. Yeah, Alfred trained him in the ciphers. Um, also in the trailer, when the Riddler asked, "What is the price of your blind eye?" I thought he was asking Batman. Like that's what they made it seem like yeah. in the trailer because they showed Bruce and his. Well, he Batcave. is asking Batman, sort of, but through the people that he Riddler is like, "You're letting die." No, we'll talk about that later. He's not asking Batman. I didn't mean like we'll talk about that later off the pod. I meant no, I'm we'll saying there, there's a second. <laughs> the look that you just gave me, I was like, we'll talk about that. Later. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no, I meant like we'll talk about it off the on when we figure out more plot points. <laughs> well, well, no, th- there is a second person that Riddler is talking to in this. He's not just talking to Gil Coulson. Well, yeah, he's he, talking he to Batman. That, well, but he's saying Batman has a blind eye too. I guess. Sort of. Okay, we'll get to it. Yeah. But he's more so talking to the police that are listening to this and trying to, like, save this guy. And also probably followers. 
Oh my wow. god. Wow. Great he was scene. So close to that explosion. I love how they slow framed it and then sped up at the end. That was really cool. Um It was crazy that he was like I uh Peter Sarsgaard's character, the DA, was like, I can't answer the last question because like basically they'll kill my whole family yeah i like this there the, the politics of this movie are really interesting me and kelsey talked a lot about this on our spoiler podcast so you can go back and listen to that um for our live reactions which are pretty good uh but i guess basically the politics of this when it comes to law enforcement are just fascinating because it's kind of commenting on like institutional failures and it's oh, sorry really quick to see the mask how it's like um it was broken broken a little bit on the eyelid part i love how you can see the makeup but sorry the politics yeah i was just saying that like it's interesting that they decided to choose to be like yes this individual is at fault but he's a part of a larger broken system that needs to be fixed in order for these individuals to stop taking advantage of these systems Mm. and it is a pretty interesting message from reeves and the crew on a batman production to do that it's pretty cool Another really comic-y voice. Like, the, a lot of the cop's voice, like, took me out of it a little bit. He he grabbed my dude's cow. He grabbed yeah. his little ear. <laughs> you can't grab Batman's ears. Is that nice? Got me on insulting three. He is kind of quick with it. <laughs> He's like, I just saw three riddles. He got bullied a lot. That's a lot of cigarettes. You're right. The actor is good, but Batman's like crying right now. Robert Pattinson because he's like his best friend is Jim is, Gordon. Is Momo itching her eye? I think I hit her eye. She's okay. Okay. No, Sorry, she's guys. Fine. Checking on the dogs. She's just sleepy. This is maybe the best scene in the movie, so I'll be quiet. so good i love the way he's like closing into him i wish i was on camera right now so i could do it to the camera punch me in the face this scene dropped before the movie came out and me and kelsey were so like we're excited but at the same time really worried well, like what is if happening? If you are watching this with subtitles, you should turn them on immediately um, because it, you miss so much without subtitles. But I was nervous; I wouldn't know what Batman was saying when I saw the trailer. Yeah. Or I guess the scene dropped. Damn. It's a tough punch. Just the way he falls back, though, it was rough. It, I just I keep forgetting how this like, is such a funny scene. Big Robert Pattinson got for this role. Great shot. Love all the shapes. The shout out Batman begins. Also really reminiscent of the Matrix when the cops are chasing Trinity. True. And Neo in different scenes. All right, we gotta talk about this. Cool shot. Great shot. 
This also not a bad shot. Interesting choice. There's not a lot. Of, there's not a ton of CG in this movie. But um, that looks very fake. Yeah, it does look rough. Uh, that looked cool. Yeah, this back that, that. shot, <laughs> the camera over. But this is amazing right here. Not this. This. It actually looks more CG than I thought in the theaters, but still a rough, like, uh, that was crazy to see Batman just, like, eat it. I think I would argue that was one of the coolest superhero moments in any superhero movie ever, him eating it like that. Yeah, it was really cool. It just grounded the whole movie to a place it already was. Like, if Nolan's movies are in realism, this movie is, like, underneath the surface. It is, like, underneath the ground. This movie is so... It just feels really like if there was a superhero, somebody who was a billionaire doing stuff like that, they would totally eat it. I'm just surprised he didn't break a knee. It's like Batman could just like text him, you know, when he gets clues. Like, why is he like waiting till they meet like hours later to be like, let me drop this on you. Rada a lot. <laughs> Either it's just like a rain machine above, you know, just like pouring rain the whole time on the set. I honestly don't know. I think that's how they do it in movies, but I just wonder how they get these big shots or if it's, if it's CG after with the big shots. Well, this looks like a, like a warehouse. City of Gotham. Like this is definitely a warehouse. Sanitation. Depot. Oh, it's recycling. Gotham recycling. It's hilarious that they're at a recycling plant to drop off drugs. I just think it's, it's funny that every, institution of gotham is corrupt even the recycling plant (laughs) (laughs) even the green party has corruption they're organic drops Is he on a did you see the Kelsey? Right did now? you do see they the, not have phones? Kelsey, did you see the drops? Yeah, they were color green. The well, the drops themselves were orange, but the packaging was green. Oh, okay. Well, let's talk about that later. Remind me. Okay. Prisoners looking RV. Oh yeah, I was like, is that an RV? I thought it was like a, a dump truck or something, but no, it might be. I think you're right. All right, so this is the first kind of time that we see uh well second time we see catwoman the first time we see her with not someone with someone other than batman man these twins have just gotten their asses beat this whole movie they have to be from something else they look so familiar that was pretty cool the the colors in this movie are so well shot because it's so dark but it's never too dark and it's yeah, because there's all these going on. exactly and there's all these different colors in the background especially that orange hue that looks so good next to the black it's 
That sucks. Yeah. Oh, I guess I didn't realize that in the movie, but that was the first time we kind of saw that she cared about Batman. Yeah. I guess you're right. That That is interesting. This is Colin Farrell's best moment. The music. A lot like the Ringers. Or, sorry, the uh, Riddlers. I love the way he shoots this gun. Those are giant bullet holes. He's like in a Goodfellas movie right now. True. Oh my God, that is so cool. I We are not car people and I'm definitely not a car person. Like it's just not something I know blue. anything about. But this is one of the dopest car scenes I've ever seen. Those cuts were so nice. That looks like a Hot Wheels, like, car in the back. And it looks very Terminator. So, Kels, the way that that car just did that, the way the Batmobile just did that, there's debate online about whether or not he was revving the engine, like, almost like a a predator attacking its prey. Or if, because he built the car himself, it's, like, in his garage, you can tell in the Batcave. Or is the car, like, malfunctioning a little bit? That's That's what I thought, just because I assumed he, like, fixed it up himself. Okay, so you think the latter. I think of the former. I think it's like he basically... He's like taunting them. Yes. Well, I think it's like a predator-prey thing that they've been trying to touch on throughout this whole scene right here. Love this old school music. So cool. It's This movie's the most original Batman telling that we've had since probably one of the DC animated films. It's so good. I love that wheel shot. That was really cool. The drums are what gets me on this. The bubble. Bubble. You're right. You like really feel it in your like chest. Like we have a bass hooked up to our TV, but you can feel it through the ground too a little. Also like Colin Farrell's acting performance is carrying this scene like besides just a car chase to make it seem like he's actually terrified but also like i don't know like wants to get batman or outrun him yes that's really awesome yeah it's 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 a great partnering up with uh robert pattinson because Farrell gets to flex with the acting robert pattinson doesn't get to do too much acting because he has the cowl on um, but something that's great about Robert Pattinson and an actor, my other favorite actor, which is Jake Gyllenhaal, is that one of the reasons I like those two actors is because they use their eyes and their facial features so much in other acting. That is true. He really reminds me of Jake's face in this. And that's perfect for Batman, who has a mask on for the entirety of the movie, for basically. So. But yeah, Colin Farrell does such a good job. That is frightening. I mean, uh, let's just give Gotham at least like it's well lit on the highways there. You would think that it wouldn't have lights like this. They have those Florida lights too. 
the yeah, orange and red lights. We just recently learned Florida has orange lights for the turtles. On the coasts. Yeah, they do. So the co- so the turtles don't go too inland. That was a good, a good bat face. This scene is an amazing scene. It's the this movie looks great on 4K at home, but this scene in a theater is ridiculous. Yeah, I'm not really a big fan of car chases in general, but this one was cool just because of the Batmobile, and I really love like this penguin. It's really fun. It's the best car chase scene since I think John Wick Chapter Two. I'm trying to remember the car chase in John Wick. I remember like him using the door and stuff, I think, but I'd have to rewatch it. Yeah, I guess using the car as a weapon in John Wick was really cool, and that's what reminds me of Batman in this movie. What is that, like concrete? This is the only Nolan... Those two big Nolan set pieces in this movie, I think. This part and probably the end. He just went through a big concrete thing. This is the part that makes... It looks awesome. Makes no sense. (laughs) It's in the trailer, which is... I don't care. It's fine. It's so cool in the theater. Who cares? But he just jumped... We saw him jump over that ramp, right? In the car. It all came together perfectly. But that that should have been immediate, his car going through the flames like that. In terms of the way we saw it. I guess that's Does that make sense? Like there was like a good like seven seconds of him saying, I we got you, I got you. And then he comes through the flames. That didn't make any sense. I'm not gonna be nitpicky about it. That's such a cool shot. Camera on the the backside like that. Also, shout out to Colin Farrell or the penguin for wearing a seatbelt though, because he just buckled up real quick before he he sped out of there. Because right now he's not I mean, he stayed in place. Yeah, I mean... Also, was Batman wearing a seatbelt? A great shot. Oh, my God. Look at this shot. Somebody in the trailer reaction, the first trailer reaction, I think it might have been the real rejects. Look at his boots. And look at the rain. Said they loved how it was back upside down because he's a bat. Oh, that's a great call. It was a really good catch for somebody to do on a trailer. I was like, wow. Oh, my God. His boots in the rain is so cool. And the music... Great That's music. So, so cool. Also, our dogs are snoring, if you can hear them. <laughs> I turn my head in the theater. I'm doing it right now, like sitting at home, turning my head to, on these side shots. I love the side shots. That was the only time I could kind of see um, Colin Farrell in the upside down shot. She's really snoring. I can't wake her <laughs> Momo. Uh, okay, Riddler. He's like, what do you mean the Riddler? I'm not working with that guy. I'm literally trying to wake Momo up. She won't wake up. Colin Farrell does such a good jo- good job. Yeah, guys. Sorry if you hear Momo snoring. But Colin Farrell does such a good job here being like, what the hell are you guys talking about right now? <laughs> like, like, he is honestly like, like... You guys just honestly like, like should text each other to to keep up with things this part feels a lot like the nice guys with russell crowe and ryan gosling oh my god good call 
One of my favorite movies. What are you showing me here? <laughs> oh, I didn't realize he was showing him that. Yeah. So I we don't laugh. even get I, to see it. I so. was just laughing at Colin Farrell's like... El Rata Alada? <laughs> He's just like, what are you guys doing right now? <laughs> detectives <laughs> world's greatest detectives he has a good point I love the bat. I love that Batman goes. He's like thinking. Uh. He's like. Oh. What a uh, browser are they using here? After the movie, there was a like link that said go to radalada.com. And I did when I got home, and this is basically what it looked like, and it made me try to solve a riddle. I think people have solved it now. It's on, like, the internet, right? Yeah, but in the moment, I remember that night, like, people were like, what is, how do you solve, what's the answer to this? People were freaking (laughs) out. It was pretty cool. Great marketing with this movie. Something we haven't talked about, but probably the best marketing we've seen in a long time. Very true, yeah. Like, they had riddles that they were posting on the uh, movie poster. And also before the movie for the fan screening was really cool. They had different just like riddles. My next victim is the biggest piece of the puzzle. Okay, so at this point, Riddler, Batman's freaking out. Love that shot with the breath and the cold air. That was cool. (laughs) (laughs) And the the little waddle. Yeah, the penguin waddle. You called that when we were watching. It was cool. (laughs) how does he get out of there though like who's gonna go find him i love this it's like clue mansion it looks like um it's called the wayne house oh well that makes sense that it looks like x-men it's the orphanage yeah no guns (laughs) i i love them I think this around this part was where it probably got a little bit slow for other people. We are we're, we don't care, but for other people, this is kind of that mid mark. Yeah, I'll t- I'll tell y'all when I 
like feel like it gets slow. There's only one part towards the end. I think this is cool. This is like True Detective trying to solve again that sinister music playing. Yeah, that's a really scary music. It's that screech. Do you think like the people in that room grew up in the orphanage and probably stayed there? I do. That makes sense. Yeah. So they hear Ave Maria playing down the the hall. Yeah, that whole time, that whole night. Where it all began. A lot of very lo- it vibes here. There's a lot so of Hitchcockian horror, like horror elements. Shout yeah. Outs. Also, Trey said this because we love. Uh, movies and we look at projectors <laughs> that looks like such an expensive projector for I, the Riddler to I just immediately saw it and I said that's eight thousand dollars <laughs> in the theater I've done my research that is an eight thousand dollar projector look at that that's a giant wall that's like a theater it, right there it might even be an 8k projector which is nuts so that is Thomas Wayne yeah, that's his dad. And they're showing like him opening the orphanage. Or renewal is a lie. I guess that was his pro- his political project. Yeah. So at this point, Batman is like sins of the father. I mean, he's there's the breath Kelsey was talking about. I love that they did that, like the classic Batman disappearing shot in the movie. I was so happy they didn't do it into this point because I was like, it makes no sense. And that old phone that looks, yeah, that's that's true. Like we needed to earn it, but the the Batman phone right there yes. is so classic, like well, cartoon, this, so cool. This classical goth style home with the phone and this music playing and the little. The, I don't know the the aesthetic of this movie is just so good. It feels so Twilight Zone too. Like, yeah, it's awesome. Just the like attention to detail and set pieces and costume is awesome. I was so stressed in the scene. I was so stressed in the scene in the theater for the Batman. We'll talk about this scene later, but. Remember that the for the Batman fireproof isn't a fireproof envelope. So sad. I mean, it's so well done. This scene, it really kind of gets you. Yeah, he looks like you can really like um, tell the way he acted that he's just like devastated. Yeah. He feels responsible for better or worse. And the sleight of hand of Alfred ended up living. Not going to lie, kind of my least favorite part of the movie. You wanted him to die? The only problem is if they showed more of him earlier on in the movie, then I would be like, cool, yeah, I'm fine with him dying for stakes in the movie. But 
they just didn't show enough of him. No, I agree. I just think, I think I said going into this, my predictions was that Alfred was going to get killed because I thought there was going to be some type of seven shout out. Yeah. I mean, that would make sense. I, I think it would have been a good move, but, um, it's just, we've already met so many Alfreds that we already like that we didn't really need, um, another one. And so it's interesting that they like teased him getting killed there. It was weird. Also interesting back. <laughs> I talked about this um the first time we watched it, but I was like, why is Bruce Wayne using spray paint? Like that is the most inefficient way. Like I understand wanting to see all the clues out there, but think about how long it takes to spell each word. Like my dude, you can't have like uh maybe a piece of paper over here and write Colson on it. Big. He's, he's a big visual learner. I understand the criticism. Do you see that fireplace with the like something that I really relate to? I do. It's nice. Sins of my father. No more lies. Colson Mitchell renewal is a lie. This was me trying to understand the stock market during the <laughs> pandemic. Was I love that. What are the sins of my father? Question mark. Question mark. Put a box around it. Okay, so we got the renewal. Do you think there's actual here. documents in all those files? Because some directors like Reeves are very meticulous where they literally make all these other things. You think that they put they typed up a renewal project and put it in there, you mean? Or I, just I know it sounds crazy, paper? but yeah, I do. I really oh I believe that. <laughs> I mean, at bare minimum, I expect that. There's like two hundred million dollars in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> A little cat so he's watching selena is that right or did that camera just come on I, well the camera i just think it just came, came on, on right yeah okay good because there were people who said that he was watching her and i was like i don't think he was doing that no i, I think just... he heard the meow like at least that's what it said in the um yeah. subtitle and then we see the where are you so she like left a note for him because it didn't it seemed like you couldn't really see anything unless she was purposely like leaning over it so he's crying right right there or is he just always tired it's so difficult I love that to know. shot right there with his cape i know that was for like the trailer mostly but that's cool she's like what are you even talking about like chill out he's yeah. like another burglar yeah burglary hopefully i didn't ruin these scenes for anybody with the screens behind them yeah no, once you see it okay though your choices have consequences jesus i love that you grew up rich it's like this guy is white and rich i know immediately well the white part yeah <laughs> <laughs> I hate, the, weird I hate the way smile. he says he owes you. I mean, I know we're supposed to dislike. We're supposed to dislike Bruce in, the, in these moments because he's so out of his league and he's so quick to judge. He's reactionary. He's naive. Yeah. This was the side plot where we, I think we both agreed didn't need to be. No, I mean, I, I was okay with it. Like, or maybe I, just I know that, that there was a lot of, a lot of people didn't like the side plot, but um cool shot right there i just it's just the next scene that is like a little cringe to me because it felt like 
rushed or something. Wait, so you're telling me your mom had to do this? Not because she had to, but it was the only opportunity she had in poverty? didn't have choices? Are you explaining income inequality and socioeconomic differences that force people into lower class <laughs> to me like bruce wayne reading a book <laughs> for the first time yeah what is what is bruce doing ah empathy <laughs> <laughs> I did not calculate these. <laughs> I am I am sorry. Yeah, Batman, you're so defensive. This is the weird part because she was like, you're so defensive. Like, yeah. oh, toxic trait. Who are you under there? I and like then, that. And then now they just are like sexualizing her. Bruce is like, oh, this is how this this is kind of confusing. We were just talking and now she is her nails are <laughs> touching my my cow. All right. Okay. Bruce just realized they're all white. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> he was like, "What?" His mind is being blown on this rooftop. Dick bag? Is that what you said? Yeah. I've never heard of that phrase before. That's interesting. Dirt bag, I thought, is the phrase. Like, I just, I mean, I'm cool with them, like, being a thing. I, I like them. But the kiss felt, like, weird, especially the way they, I'm assuming they directed her to act that. It felt, like, very Poison Ivy, which it, I thought was wow, strange. Yeah, because it really does. She, because she's, like, such a grounded character who, like, cares about her, like, I, well, I was going to say friend, but possible uh, girlfriend, Ani, and then is now um which is fine what are these feelings i feel but i just felt like the way that they had them kiss they could have just done in a normal way that wasn't as like sexualized yeah or as comic booky it just felt undeserved like that's all for me it just was like ah so explosive new riddler video goes viral killer message has over 13 million views also check the riddler's editing skills here okay i've had to edit a video and this is wild. Yeah, he, took he their put eyes guys. Out. He put audio over this yeah, video. This is B roll. I mean, these mics that he's using—it's terrifying. They're pretty good. Jeez. This was the most confusing part of the movie for me. Good was that that was in the um trailer 
13 million views is actually not as much as I thought there would have been. A lot of people uh, blew up that hush part of the yes the video. That laughing is terrifying too. So Riddler just explained how Martha Wayne was dealing with mental health issues and a reporter or journalist put that out there and Thomas Wayne tried to cover it up because of his campaign also because he was trying to, or I guess just help his wife, I'm not sure, but cover up his campaign and then had the journalist killed. So he comes here as Bruce now instead of Batman. Good call. So he's growing, I guess. (laughs) That sucks to have one of your twins taller than you. Like, aren't we supposed to be the same? I feel like every twin I've met has never been the same height. I'm just saying it sucks. <laughs> I this love is the such circles. a cool... You love that shot in the elevator, right? I forgot. We got, yeah, everything um, in Falcone's apartment kind of like looks like keys and locks. Mm. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, the whole window's a lock. It looks cool. Also, a skull. Look at that shot. How weird. It was like blurry. I love how this is. There's blurry in all the edges. He kind of fish eyes a lot of these scenes. I really do think it's it's supposed to be because I might be reading too much into this, but I think it's supposed to be because Bruce Wayne hasn't slept this whole week. Oh. So he's just getting progressively more and more tired. And a lot of the shots throughout this film are through his perspective. He's very tired, and he's a sad boy. I would love to know who they tried out for this role. For Falcone? Yeah. I would love to know what actors tried out for this role, because even though he does a great job, I, I bet there were some big names. Do you think De Niro auditioned? It would have been too much, I think, because he was just in Joker. De- he would have taken me out of it anyway, though. I yeah. Think. But I bet there was like a Michael Shannon casting. or some, so There would be some weird ones, I feel like. I mean, I really love him as Falcone. Um, I mean, Totoro kills it. I'm not going to... Also, a lot of people say Falcone because that's the name they used in uh, the Christopher Nolan verse. Yeah. Also, sunglasses inside. That's just a flex. Like uh, no, he's just wearing those glasses. You know, um, like people have glasses that turn darker with the sun. Oh, I think they're tinted glasses that tint with light. But actually, that wouldn't make sense because he's not in the sunlight. So maybe he is wearing sunglasses. <laughs> Either way, flex. Okay, we should actually probably be quiet for this scene because this is really important. <laughs> I got so confused here.
So Colson, the the first mayor, locked up Maroney, and that's how he became mayor. I think when he was just district attorney. Wait, and is Colson not the DA? No, sorry, not Colson, but the first mayor. Forget I said Colson. No, I made a mistake there. But the first mayor who was killed by the Riddler, he locked up Maroney. That's how he became the mayor because of that lockup. Oh, the guy in the first scene who was watching the election and got killed. Okay. Yeah, that's the mayor who locked up Maroney for a drug bust and when he was district attorney himself. And so Falcone was just telling Bruce there that Maroney was the one who ordered the hit, I think, on his parents. Is that what he's saying? Or at least not hit on his parents. I well, I don't know if the guy who was the mayor locked up. No, he did. Oh, he yes, he did. You're he right. Did. You're right. Um, but yeah, he he was saying that the Maroni, that Maroney killed his father. Yeah. I guess that's like the most important information. Yeah, because he got too close to Falcone and. Here we go. Oh, because he thought that Falcone was was like indebted to. Yeah. Okay. To politics. Or sorry, not. Well, no, no, that Bruce Wayne's dad, Thomas Wayne, was indebted to Falcone. Mm -hmm. The power there made him uncomfortable. You lied to me. Yeah. We just missed that. Dude, okay. He just woke up. Alfred just woke up. Can y'all imagine for a second that you are left with this child that is not yours and he grows up to dress like a bat? and fight crime <laughs> and someone tries to blow you up because of it and you've just been there like solving his little riddles with him this whole time <laughs> and then you wake up and your body's like blown to bits and he's just like you lied to me you lied and now he's like going through his college stage this is, you. <laughs> I, it's weird to, I don't want to, I feel like we've talked about this movie so much. So I don't want anybody to hear us and be like, do they like this movie? This is one of our favorite movies of oh the year. Oh my God, we love this movie. We're it, just. It's my second favorite movie of the year next to everything, everywhere, all the time. And, or all at once. And, um, it's my second favorite Batman film ever. But I really, really wish that the cast for Alfred was different. Yeah. I, I know it sounds weird because Andy Serkis. Wait, wait, before I have Alfred conversation, this was interesting because he was like, he didn't have anyone killed. That, that's what he said. He said, he, your dad didn't have anyone killed. He was just protecting Not your directly. mother. Not directly. Yeah. Yeah. Which that's what I was going to talk about. He's like, he just turned to Falcone in his moment of weakness. But like, dude, like he had someone killed. Yes. A mistake is a light word. Yeah, it's just weird. We, me and Kelsey talked a lot about this, like the theme of. Well, he said he was gonna go confess everything to the right, police. Right, that's now. a lot to you know. Mm. Well, I'm, I'm not saying it forgives it. I'm just saying he was going to confess. To well, the it's just weird. That the then... the movie is self aware over like institutional issues when it comes to law enforcement and political corruption within that, and then f- even free press being taken over by corruption too, but not this kind of elitist er- aristocratic families that own cities and kind of control what happens and the ins and outs of these institutions and like for the Wayne family to kind of get the 
you know, they're a-okay because they almost did the right thing was kind of weird here. Yeah, for me. very true. And I think we'll talk about this at the end of the movie, too, uh, because I had a problem where I feel like they could have fixed in this scene. Yeah. It sucks that they're having this conversation now when he's like 25, 30 years old, however old he is. Yeah, how old is he? He's I think he's supposed to be his movie. late 20s. 28 probably 27 so our age i guess i should go put a bad costume on and it's time for me to get out of here it's time hey if you get anything it says to the batman at the house <laughs> throw it this is what you should have started with bruce when he woke he, up he's learning we <laughs> talked about me and kelsey really it still like so self-focused though i thought i mastered sadness <laughs> if you're a new listener to the podcast at the extra credits podcast we try to break down the themes and concepts of movies and television not unlike any other pod but we really don't try to go to surface level with things and we really did a deep dive on this when the spoilers but we were talking about how this is a the best depiction of an anti-hero story we've probably ever had in a superhero movie because Bat- Batman has never been the stereotypical hero. He's had this kind of journey of self-discovery of needing to be this kind of arbiter of uh, justice versus him trying to like give hope to people. And he right now is kind of struggling in this like midpoint of his anti-hero journey of trying to discover who he wants to be and what he wants to represent. And I think they do a pretty good job of that in this scene. And he has a moment of self-discovery here with Alfred. But I just don't think Andy Serkis... I know he doesn't have a lot of opportunities to be Alfred. And Andy Serkis is one of the most important names in filmmaking of the last probably... Of the 21st century, really. He's been in some of the most important productions um, in a lot of different ways. But I just don't think he gives me an Alfred vibe in this movie. And I think hopefully in the next movie he has more screen time. It would be different if they had like a Alfred Kingsman style that I could see Andy Serkis because yeah. he looks, he feels slick. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, I well, wasn't the perfect fit. For I thought either. when they cast him, he was supposed to be like how he was in Gotham, which is this kind of like Marine British Marine that like trains Bruce, but he already okay. did that and he's already limping. So he already kind of, we missed all that. So it just kind of sucks that he's like post that part. Well, it just sucks because it, it, it has to be like an emotional performance between him and Robert Pattinson. And it just felt strange maybe with the writing in that part. Right. But something important to note, if you missed it in the last scene, they, uh, he basically Alfred was for giving or, um, I don't know the word, whatever, excusing the father for killing the reporter and said that Falcone murdered him. Right. Okay. Now we're hearing who murdered Ani. And this is Falcone and Ani on the the recording. And that's McK- and that's Kenzie, the cop from the elevator. I broke his nose. Yeah. Pretty disturbing scene just through a recording of a phone. And this is kind of even worse for selena because that's her her father so 
I wonder if we're going to get a full mask from Selena in the next movie. A full, like, cat mask? Mm-hmm. Oh, like a cow? Tough scream. Yeah, that's a really tough scene. I also think Falcone's voice is, like, really chilling in this recording. It was a good choice for casting. Yeah, there's something about Totoro's voice that is very indifferent, apathetic, that is frightening. Um, so they do a really good job with Falcone as a as a second or third tier villain here. Falcon. This so was the birds. this was the riddle though that I know that Batman would have solved immediately. So this part of the movie didn't make much sense in terms of him not understanding this riddle, which we'll get what to riddle? a little later. Oh, okay. It's this. It's the riddle from when the detective was, or the head of the GCPD, the commissioner was killed. With they, they thought it was the penguin. That it was the answer to the riddle. And now they think it's the Falcon being Falcone. Oh, okay. Yeah. He just took away that gun so easily. It's a lot of exposition there from Mackenzie. Don't throw your life away. You know. I care about you. Wait, what do you mean for Mackenzie? It was just Mackenzie the cop. There was a lot of exposition there. He had to kind of explain a lot to the audience what was going on, which wasn't great in terms of storytelling. I mean, exposition's fine for characters like, but for a side side character like that to kind of give like a three minute spiel about wh- explaining to the audience what's going on right now. I mean, he's confessing about the renewal project. I'm okay with it. I almost wish it was a little bit qu- sooner though, after we saw the renewal fund stuff already and the folders or whatever. I feel like there was a lot of gap time between there. Fair. Because I was very confused the first time I saw this. Maybe it was just me. I don't know. About the renewal fund, I was confused. This is a cool tenant scene. <laughs> Robert Pattinson, really good at running alongside buildings. Maybe they took... He was working on tenant right right before he got this? He was... He had just started tenant when he got the Batman role. That's so, so funny. So he got his practice Imagine in tenant. Imagine Robert Pattinson was like talking to Reeves and he was like, there's this really cool thing we're doing. We're like running down buildings. Yeah. That guy kind of looks like one of the wizards in Secrets of Dumbledore. See, the lamps, they're keys. Yeah. Wait, what guy looks like a wizard? Where he was like, he ain't seeing nobody. Oh. Ah, shit. Here we go again. (laughs) 
tough tough nights for these twins yeah, it was like three nights in a row maybe four nights in a row it literally yeah there we go okay and now he's a blend of batman and bruce somebody said that recently and i thought that was a really good call i love the good time shout outs it's so transparent in that scene with the hood and the hat and the and the jacket I'm also curious to who tried out for this Catwoman role. Yeah, I love Zoe, but I would love to see the the people. I would honestly love to see the people who tried out for like every role. I think Ana de Armas comes to mind for the best Catwoman right now. Yeah, but I just feel like, I don't know, we've seen her in, in so many of like the same roles. I, I like Zoe. Um, who else was the like up for Batman? Um, His name... It was it was Jennifer Lawrence's ex boyfriend who was in Mad Max Fury Road. Let me was it not Army Hammer for a while? It was when Ben Affleck was getting it, I believe. Okay. Um, but it actually ended up almost going to Nicholas Holt. This is Nicholas Holt right here, so you can see. The listeners can't, but oh, Nicholas Holt, yeah, he's a great yes with uh, L L Fanning. He's a really good actor. Um, and apparently in his Batman audition, he did, from what I understand, really, really well. Uh, but I love him. He's so, I've never seen him in a serious role. He's always like very funny and quirky. Matt Reeves literally wrote the, this Batman for Robert Pattinson. He was trying I to love that transition of the um, whatever that cutting the saw and then the scream. Oh, the scream. Yeah, that was cool. Hey, dad. I love the club. And the red right there. Mm-hmm. It's great. Also, Fincher is known for these close-up shots that they keep doing. So that's cool. The wig falls off. Her mask falls off. That's cool. She's running around these heels. It's really nuts. Yeah, I wish they would just like cut that out of superhero. Oh, there's a lock and key. I would wish they would just cut that out of like superhero movies or Jurassic just World. Jurassic Kelsey World, like running around in heels the whole time. It's just ridiculous. Does Wonder Woman have heels? I think she does. Yeah, that is so cool. But maybe not in the new costume. I, don't I love know. how he's a bat in the corner of the elevator. Oh, he drops down. Yeah. That's great. He's not even worried about his jaw getting shot. That's such a cool scene. That was in the trailer, too. It really would be cool. I know it would look kind of weird, but it really would be cool if they had him with a large scar on his jaw in the next movie that he got shot in the face. Mm-hmm. That we just didn't see it because it would have been weird to see in a movie, but it would make a lot of sense for the character. I love her theme song here. That was a cool fight. It reminded me of Black Widow. Anything inside. Oof. Oh my God. 
Anything inside the, this like industrial like room? It also looks like a skull, like Kelsey. What's the, what the window? You said it looks like you oh, said it looks like key slot. Too. That I right there. It, it does look more like a skull. I mean, he is the key. I guess that's what they're saying. So. Oh my god, that hurts my face. Deserving. Somebody said it. Uh, I forget who it was, but if you looked in before these scenes, he already had those scars on his yeah, face. Yeah, when he was watching the news. Yeah. That's test audiences, though. They should kind of catch that stuff, but I mean, who cares? I love that Bruce learns from Selena and then he just reminds her not what he's teaching her, but what she taught him, which I thought was really cool. Even though that she she talked to him directly about this eye for an eye. But I'm assuming my dude didn't read about Mesopotamia and Hammurabi's code, so. Amy Adams? I know. It reminded me of Kendall Roy's birthday party in succession. That's hilarious. He would be a great villain in this. Oh my god! Trilogy. He feels very. Uh, I mean, he was a villain in the Gentleman. He feels very mobby. Like he'd be a great mob boss. Yeah. If he I was Maroni, that'd be cool because Maroni's in jail. We haven't really seen Maroni yet, right? That's true. Like a younger cr- crime boss. The, the red everywhere is so cool. Hell it's yeah! Like water. Uh, like a water reflection. are you with zoro over here that's the movie zoro's the movie that was playing when his parents got killed oh really yeah so it's kind of a shot there also yeah, no pun intended there some people criticize this because of the pro cop stuff i understand that but this movie is basically anti-law enforcement in general <laughs> from the jump or like power abuse yeah Yes. Oh, he's purple. purple yeah. Yeah. Good call. Love that thin tie. Love me a thin tie. <laughs> I don't understand the thick ties. Look the twins behind him. I was... I'm not going to say anything yet. Hold on. So where's that bullet hole? Is it in the side of his head? I don't know. Or is it in his chest? He's still alive right now. It's on his... Oh, it's in his chest right there on his lapel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's on the right side of his body. That's so weird. It instantly killed him. I thought when they showed this that it, he got shot from the top. And I was like, what? But it was under the light. It was from the riddle. Oh. Bring the rat into the light. See? Okay. That was what so we I thought Sel- I thought Selena shot him. And oh. when we first saw it. Because they didn't show her at all in that scene. But by the way, yeah, like Kelsey was saying, that that's where... 
in the earlier in the movie when I said to rewind real quick, that's where she saw him in the top left corner of the screen, like twenty minutes into the movie. Wait, but it looked like his cheek got shot there. It did. We I think shot. the blood shot up. Even that being so practical, this feels like the sixties Batman movie. Like the original one, the way he just jumped through a window and kicked that door out. It's not supposed to be comedic, but it seems so practical, so real. This is a huge seven shout out. Like so direct to Spacey and his apartment that apparently costs $400 a month. Yikes. Where can I get those light bulbs though? Those are some good dim lights. He has full fluorescent lights. No, no, it was in the lamp. Oh. <laughs> Trey and I have very different light preferences. Not a big LED guy. Well, I don't like LEDs either. But I like that kind of warm, like kind of like color. Ra- of this that movie. was a giant rat. Did you see that? No, I didn't. That's funny though. This movie doesn't talk about this too much, but I thought it was going to about how Batman deputizes himself and law enforcement lets him do this. And there's a huge social commentary going on about that right now, allowing people to deputize themselves and and kind of be their own jury and executioner, judge, jury and executioner, and how unethical that is and how our courts are allowing that to happen. And I'm really surprised in moments like this that Reeves didn't tackle that a little bit more. I do think that they're going to talk about that in the next movie. Oh, this is a beautiful shot right here. The, yeah, outside of the diner with the the bright lights or yes, neon lights. the neon lights. It's supposed to be the it, it's supposed to be a reference to Nighthawks, the painting from the '40s, and giving us the the around the corner look, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, and even if you don't know the name of that painting, you've probably seen it before. It's like that yeah, diner painting. Paul Dano just doing his sequel to Prisoners here. Oh my god. I mean, aren't we all just want some pumpkin pie? Is that what he said? Yeah, he said he ordered a slice of pumpkin pie. I guess it is October. So scary. He's married to Zoe Kazan. And I wonder what she thinks about these performances. I bet she I don't know who Zoe so Kazan intense. is. She is um, the woman who plays the love interest opposite Daniel Radcliffe and What If. Wait, really quick. Edward Na- Nashton. Nashton and what was the other one? I, I didn't see, but we've talked about this before. It was something, I forget what the name was, but it was something important. That's my fault. Question mark. Okay, so that was... That was the shot. Yeah, there's the apartment across the club. That was the, the club. Matt Reeves literally tweeted back at somebody yesterday and confirmed that, by the way, that that was him. So you, you called that real early. I'll take credit with the other hundreds of people. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming there's a lot of lying dudes on Twitter about it, though. So you're probably in the smaller amount there. All right, Batman. What do you see? I love all the head turns in this freaking movie. The renewal project. And the Riddler's an accountant, right? 
I don't think we know that yet. Maybe they said it, but yes, oh. he is one. My bad. Not a huge spoiler, though. Yeah, he's good with numbers. Let's just say he that. He literally has, like, accounting books. Yeah. Friday, July 16th. Oh, he's a poet, too. Like, really scary with the mannequins. Frightening, yeah. I love it. A shot from the animal's perspective of Batman. I know now what I must become. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Are you my dad? <laughs> Jeez, a joke. Um, Don't make fun of my jokes. That's an eighth grade call out. <laughs> okay, listen. Oh, yeah, yeah. An eighth grade. That was funny. Bo Burnham, shout yeah. out. Um, but th- I think the Riddler like, duct taped that bat. I know bats hang upside down, but it looked like he was duct taped on the letter. I love that the bat's afraid of Batman. <laughs> I thought there was going to be a lot of bat poop on the. Yeah, you would think that. I guess it was high up, though. What happened? Sounds like the scariest card. These are my confessions. I don't know if people will get the Usher joke. Um, I feel like the bat cowl keeps looking cooler. Also, that that uh, wall of all his, the people on it and politicians on it is really scary. Look right there. The truth about Gotham. I think the yeah that kid with the glasses on. Oh yeah, I think they're saying that's the Riddler. Yeah. Also. Who is Batman? Also is the kid from Moonrise Kingdom. He became a serial killer. Great shot. Love that. The real you. The truth unmasked. Not everything's about you, Batman. Batman's ruminating. He's literally having a... A midlife crisis like in this moment is this cape leather mm-hmm 
Okay, we're going to be quiet for this whole scene because this is super important. Just reminds me of our YouTube video we did for our review of this. We were like that. He, he just, just called. I, he just said we're best friends. He just said I love you. He just said we love you. I love this. They're divided by a window, but also almost like a mirror. Good call. Is the music so good? Yeah. This was so great. The orphan stuff. Oh my god. Love that. You mean just the writing? No, I mean the orphans having their fingers chewed by the rats. Yes, I like I like the writing. Imagine, <laughs> yeah, well, obviously no. I know. I was trying and to clarify. those rats. Okay, listen, listen. <laughs> Boom. I was so confused when I saw this. Okay, we're going to, I think we'll pause after this scene, but let's listen to the rest, I think. I love his reflection there.
He's like saying all the similarities between the two of them. Yeah. The map Batman doesn't want to hear it. He doesn't want to see that he literally became his own villain, just like how that guy was scared of him in the beginning of the movie. He created his worst villain. This is a lot with like what Joker did in The Dark Knight, but way specific. So it's weirdly better. I liked it more in The Dark Knight, but this is weirdly like more important for the character arc. If anybody thinks that acting is overacting, you need to pause and reflect on that. This is how it should be. <laughs> the whole I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed in you is so palpable <laughs> through Paul. Now he's going to gaslight Batman. Oh. Oh my god. I love the way the way he moved his head. Oh my god. It's such a flex to also sing your sing your theme song. <laughs> to sing your and theme falsetto. Song. I was so worried in the trailer when you couldn't understand what Robert Pattinson was saying in the scene where he was like, "What are you oh, doing?" Oh yeah, they did have this in the trailer. They had to edit that. Great edit though. I wonder how many took uh, shots that took to do that. Okay, I think I think we should pause when I count down and talk about that real yeah. quickly. Okay. Okay, ready? All right, let's go. Three, two, two, one. one pause. pause. Okay, we're okay. at thirty-four minutes and forty-six seconds. Okay, left. I think this is a really important thing to just talk about really quick. All right. Because uh, after the movie, I heard so many people like talking about this and having different takes. Still on today, though, by the way, what happened? Yeah. yeah, and also like when we talk to friends about the movie, they have a different interpretation of what happened. But um, even when Trey and I left the movie, actually, I, we had like a a healthy movie fight about it in the car on the way home. Yeah. We had a long, we saw an early fan screening and we had like a 45 minute drive from a Smithsonian IMAX, which is awesome because there's like one, like a huge one that we got to go to. And it was like the weirdest realization ever on the way home to be like, I just experienced a movie completely differently than Kelsey. Yeah, which I'm I'm right. Let's just uh, no, really, you, really no, quick you establish. were right. I'm not. I, but it was it was just weird well, in the moment because I was like, I was so excited for this movie for so long that by the end of the movie, me coming to a different outcome of what happened in the movie was it had nothing to do with you telling me. It was it was amazing that you figured it out. I just was so annoyed with myself 
because I was like, why? <laughs> I was taking notes the whole movie, getting prepping for the podcast, and then I was well, which like, I'm, I'm really, um, I'm really surprised just because I feel like uh, Trey always notices things. He usually calls the movie like within the first like third of a movie, especially anything that's a detective movie. He's like, oh, this is who did it. Um, but okay, so let's let me talk about what happened. All right, we'll talk about what happened. So in the scene where they're in Paul Dano's apartment, the Riddler's apartment, you start seeing Batman looking at all of the like pictures on the wall of his father, his mom, of him and like who's the real Batman. And he says, oh, I'm the next target. I'm Batman. Like I am the next target. He knows who I am. Like he knows that I'm Bruce Wayne. Right. And then him, he basically says like goodbye to Gordon. He's like, you know, he's like, you're a good cop. <laughs> like, yeah. I love you. Yeah. Um, and, and then goes to the <laughs> cell in Arkham or what is it called? Um, yeah, he's in Arkham. Yeah, I know, but it's not a cell. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so he's like facing the glass, which is a great, uh, I love that you said it's like a mirror. It's so cool because it, they're both talking to each other, but like reflecting, um, and especially Batman's reflecting, but the biggest like misdirect going into that scene is that we think the Riddler is going to basically out, uh, that Batman is Bruce Wayne. And so when he starts saying Bruce Wayne, Bruce Well, also Wayne. in the trailer to back up for a second in the trailers, leading up to the movie, we were like, Oh, that's annoying. They tell us in the trailers that Riddler knows that he's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. They also got us in the trailer. Like earlier, yeah. what I was talking about, with the um the cell phone scene when he says uh if you are justice please do not lie what is the price of your blind eye and then it cuts to bruce and that's why i was saying to trey earlier he was not talking to to bruce or or sorry he was not talking to batman he was talking to bruce and also to the other people in political power but he was not talking to batman yeah he doesn't realize that basically they're the same person yeah so he doesn't know that that bruce is batman but bruce but bruce um thinks like oh he knows that batman is bruce wayne and right now there's a camera over there that's why it pants the camera and bruce and batman is like crying because he thinks that his identity is going to be discovered and then the biggest drop that i some people didn't notice but this is where they tell us that he actually does not know that he's uh, that bruce wayne is batman Mm -hmm. is when he says bruce wayne is the only one we didn't get and then the cool other flip, which I think maybe confused people in that conversation, was when the Riddler starts saying, like, um, you know, we're so similar. Like, all you showed me that I only needed a little bit of focused violence and um, and I'm you inspired me. And then Batman gets triggered by seeing similarities in this villain yeah. that he is also exhibiting. And he starts he can't take it like he can't take the reflection which is cool that you said that about the the glass there because Mm -hmm. he starts insulting him and he's like you're pathetic and instead of doing detective work and like trying to figure out the (laughs) new his one job yeah of what the riddler did um he is so focused on separating himself from the riddler in that moment and that's why that is the coolest scene and this is where the ego batman novel comes into play uh. batman ego because this is like him kind of hitting this realization that not everything is about him not every i mean it's literally in the title but like basically he's like kind of struggling with his own identity and the duality of his like reality and like seeing the riddler as a product of himself um not just as bruce wayne but also as batman was like too much for him to handle like kelsey sang so like hitting the window like that and 
being angry as a uh, being a product of like him not being able to like live with himself and the decisions that he's made it's that kind of like narcissism and his and him being naive uh, that is made this anti uh, anti hero journey so interesting um but i just i really had no idea leaving the theater that's what happened because i when kelsey said that on the way home i was like well it's because i think it's because they had a lot of people like had that same reaction um like every friend we went to see it with didn't get that coming out of the theater and i really think it's because they misdirected us right in the trailer and thought made us think that he already knew who batman was number one but then also within the scene leading up to it and the interrogation theme scene itself Mm -hmm. there were like two other misdirects oh i know you're batman no or sorry i know you're bruce wayne no actually the riddler doesn't know he's bruce wayne and then another kind of like different plot line of him comparing himself to batman yeah and there's a new clue of what's going to happen to the well, city there are literally people who are still arguing today that by the way that riddler does know still and that he is just like he's just lost it a little bit actually yeah i remember seeing a lot of reviews um of people saying that the Riddler did know who Batman is. Well, because even after he says we didn't get him, he does keep saying things like, I know that you're wearing that mask, but this is the real you. Yeah, but he's just appreciating that that why he's saying like, isn't the mask freeing? Like people don't understand us. Like he's talking, and then Batman says we're not on the same team. I get it, but I I guess what I'm saying is I think so many people have fell for the, this. uh, doubling down. Well, these villains in Batman lore are so seductive in the way that they try to influence and persuade people and Joker and Riddler are really good examples of audiences kind of understanding where they're coming from in their strategy, but obviously in their decision-making it being like literally affecting other people's lives and being absurd and uh, grotesque and like people not necessarily accepting those things but really just have being a little bit sympathetic to where the villains are coming from and then romanticizing how intelligent they are like the joker and riddler mm. i feel like a lot of people have struggled sitting with the end of this movie being like oh wait the riddler didn't know that's impossible he's the riddler like he had to know because it almost is uh, a check on our own intelligence if you watch the film and you're like you're not picking up on that so i think there was a little bit of a kind of a pushback against there was a literal pushback i remember on twitter a few days after the movie came out about that theory that or i guess it's not theory the the, con- the actual fact that batman is still that his identity is unknown to the riddler and you mean you mean that there was still a movement on Twitter saying that the Riddler knew who Batman was? Yes, and was, just didn't disclose it. Just Wayne. didn't disclose it directly. Yeah, that's just not true. Sorry, Twitter. Uh, <laughs> rewatch. De- the scene. I think there's a lot of angry. I think there's a lot of angry people who probably like me who just were like saw the movie and were like I experienced one of the best movies I've seen in a long time and one of my favorite Batman movies ever. And I'm really annoyed I didn't get this, but that made me like it even more after like five minutes of pouting. I was just like, I was like, yeah, I can't believe Trey, I didn't get yeah, this. Trey, Trey was, I was like, Trey, you keep trying to give me evidence, but let me just like, literally, I think I like, ver- said I was the being so literal verbatim. I, and I was like, this is what happens. Yeah. Then this is what happens. I was being so literal. Cause I was like, you said Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne. And I was like, well, I was just, I was being so fanboy about it where I was like, oh, that's what literally happened. But I did the same thing with Joker when I like had, I was kind of like, after watching the dark Knight, you kind of have this. People still think the Joker is uh, is probably smarter than Batman in The Dark Knight. 
but Batman outsmarts Joker and and Joker isn't actually the most rational person in that movie even though weirdly people try to kind of argue for that on the side people do that for Thanos too and Avengers and I think there's just this weird relationship people have to villains because sometimes they have a semblance of understanding hypocrisies in the world and then they want to give them some kind of like extra credit for that shout out extra credit podcast (laughs) shout out to the extra credit podcast and (laughs) please rate and review um five stars five stars but spotify apple yeah but i think i think you're right i think there is something about villains really highlighting hypocrisy and like him basically telling him like oh you are like such a sad boy for being an orphan like this is like the reality of orphans and the reality of poverty so but yeah, if if you're still confused, keep watching on with us because I am yeah. right. So don't worry. You can go back and um, you can watch again. But that's why we were saying Batman's ruminating. He's like, <laughs> yeah. just like freaking out. He's taking out. it he in too, like, just like everyone else. He's like, he knows who I am. He knows who I am. All right. All right. So let's. So we're back. He's about to go find the clue that he missed with the Riddler while he was wasting time calling the Riddler pathetic. Yeah. And, um, Oh no, we just went to a screensaver. Okay, let's we're good, count we're good. let's count the people down. All right. Um, three, two, one, play. All right, okay. we're at thirty four, forty four. Batman just put that thing his bat symbol back in his chest. Yes. And he's back in the He apartment. used it for a practical reason. He used it to cut open a piece of tape. <laughs> seems like a, he could have used I love tool. that he put a picture of him smiling next to the picture of him smiling <laughs> so yeah he was like happy Paul Dano I think he had a, sad Paul Dano I think he had a teapot there I wonder what kind of tea the drip so at this point drinks. in the movie I was for sure thinking that Catwoman somehow had to be involved in the Riddler's tricks and I also believe that cop was involved somehow too And I also think right now we're getting an interesting, a weird, a weird conversation here because Batman is and the cops have had a, a, a an adversarial relationship this whole film, but this cop is actually starting to have a conversation with him, and he kind of gives him a, an actual piece of helpful evidence here, which is cool. Again, like Kelsey's saying, Batman building empathy here and like learning. Well, also, I think they keep giving a lot of like hints to him not understanding like that that was a carpet tool or understanding like basically people who are not rich. Um, Yes. That is actually much better than what I was thinking. That's way cool that they did that. I do feel like there's some low-key money in that job, though. <laughs> building home, building homes in this market. <laughs> in this market, look at that terrifying. All those mannequins, but oh, okay, real change. So that's off of the uh, Bella Real. Yes, I think that's her her campaign slogan. Yes. real change. See, like I wouldn't know that that was the pass that that was the password. <laughs> I would just be like, okay, he's. Click the click the notification bell. Hit the subscribe button. Like, leave a comment. All the comments on the side are really crazy. Ready and willing. Got you, bro. 
It's scary. Nuts. Yeah, it's frightening. It looks like a barstool comment section. Shots. The um our theater did laugh though. I mean they were like really it was like chilling, but they laughed and he was like, Hey guys. <laughs> it's just like somebody was making fun of a podcast. They were cr- critiquing the movie and saying that that him ha- having only 507 followers and like kind of being a loser in the scene, like really threw them out of it. And I was like, wait, did you want him to be cool and have yeah, like a hundred K followers? Like, what are you talking about? Like he's supposed to, it's again, this kind of like weird relationship that society has to antagonists and villains, especially in fantasy, because they have these like semblances of under understood intentions because they're like tackling hypocrisies. But like just because of that reason doesn't mean that they're like completely rational in what they're doing. They're literal murderers or terrorists in this case. It's so weird. That's a really cool uh, cut there, and the way they that scene, yeah, or transitioned that into it. Scene there with the like explosion. I don't know why I couldn't say that word. Now this is some of the most the CGI sequel. in the movie, but it looks good. This is so like comic-y. This is a literal, again, a lot of literal drawbacks and shout outs to past movies, but that's Batman Forever right there, I think, with with the Riddler. That water is terrifying, though. Like, thinking about it in a a city. Yeah, how many people do you think died in that? Oh my god! Did you see the that uh building cracked? Like the glass building cracked. So I mean, the water. That means the water was pretty high. Yeah. Do you think that this is how we're gonna hear about Dick Grayson or whoever is gonna play Robin? How their parents died in the carnival? Oh, in the flood. In the carnival, maybe there was like a flood. Maybe. I mean, me and Kelsey have been talking about this for a while. I loved the character of Robin. Not many people, not many people do. I think for some reason, for a variety of reasons, which I'm not gonna get into right now. But I hope Robin is brought into this trilogy if it's a trilogy, because that would be sick. I think he's probably one of the most interesting characters that has yet to be touched in the IP in the modern era. And they have a really good opportunity to make a grounded Robin starring Timothy Chalamet if they want to in this movie. Um, I'm just kidding about Chalamet. It could be a lot of different people. I really want Jackson Marchetti from Sex Education to play Robin. Yes. That's my vote too. Yeah. I'm just going to keep saying that name. That's not his actual name though. Let me actually look real quick. This right here, he looks like Val Kilmer, um, Batman. Good call. Well, this does feel Batman Forever right now. There's like huge Batman Forever vibes. He must have put the light right in his face. Keter William Sterling. All right, I'll I'll stop talking about that, but that's the actor's name. So this is supposed to be Madison Square Garden, Gotham Square Garden. So this is Gotham's supposed to be a mix of like Chicago, New York City, and other places. So it's pretty interesting. And this is where he like his Lieutenant Gordon goes into commissioner. commissioner mode here. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. It almost feels like a hurricane shelter kind of vibe right here. It gives me big day after tomorrow vibes. Oh, true. 
Love that movie. Shout out Jake Gyllenhaal again. Third time this podcast. <laughs> Shout out Jake Gyllenhaal for breathing, for living. This is really, really scary. I mean, there's supposed to be the... Ca- it's the, terrifying. Was yeah. it supposed to be the January Capitol riots? Right? This is what they're supposed to be like kind of referencing what, here. Uh, maybe, yeah. I mean, Matt Reeves said it wasn't directly on that, but you could feel that in the writing. Um, and it doesn't feel very exploitative. It feels like they have kind of built it up to this point. Yeah, it feels really scary. I mean, especially with like... Uh, I think also probably looking at like shootings that are happening. Yeah currently like it, it, yeah it's just like terrifying i love bella real i love this actress i love that line it's all like very i think you said this in the movie but uh very much like harvey dent like no like i'm gonna go out there and and serve like people like this is my job this is why i'm becoming a politician again i i love this actress i love bella real as a character i love that she's probably gonna be harvey dent I love that that she could be a toothpaste. That would be crazy. Um, but she should have died right here. This movie is very stakeless. Is my only like issue with it. That is true. Um, like Alfred not dying and then her not dying in those two scenes, just not a good look for this for the stakes of the movie. I mean, I will say though, I'll talk about that again at the end because obviously the water damage does a lot that we are assuming killing thousands of people. What a great scene. Robert Pattinson had stunt doubles do a lot of his action scenes, but he did a lot of these scenes, which is cool, especially in the next couple minutes. I'll I'll say one specific one he did. Whatever that like um like car horn. Yeah, it's from the 60s is. Batman movie. I was just going to say it feels so like old school yeah. action movie, but it's really cool. Dude, straight up middle linebacker right here. He should have got lower. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any any. Obviously, about didn't play high school football. That was sick. I guess that's the that's problem why, of wearing the cape. Yeah, it's the Incredibles. Yeah. This was cool. Edna would have told him. No capes. Oh yeah, look at the glass. So my dude hasn't slept in like five, six days to give people context. Actually, yeah, this, this is, is day what, seven, like day, right? Day six. Yeah. It's day I mean, six. I, I actually don't know how long. It's day long six it right now because the, the next morning it'll be day seven. I remember from the, his diary. Day after tomorrow again. Very yeah, it's terrifying with the water like coming into the Madison Square Garden. Yeah. This was uh, like, okay, I thought this was genius. The way they changed music to like basically the love music um, when it showed Catwoman. Yes. And then back to action music. And normally that would like take me out of the movie, but it was so well done. That was really cool. This feels a lot like a video game right here. So this is the scene Robert Pattinson did himself. From what I understand that's great so cool you can tell he jumped off something there which was cool but that shot that camera work that reeves and uh fraser did so good of moving the camera in on his face as he gets closer during the fight shout out to that stuntman's shoulder shotgun to the chest yeah terrible (laughs) good shoulder workout i gotta try that 
You saw how blurry everything was. Did below you see him? the orange and blue water below? That was crazy. Yeah, it looked like fire. Yeah. Well, I think we we're going to talk about this in a second. Again, this is kind of like trying to be symbolic for Batman to not always be the knight and always be kind of hiding in the shadows. They're going to get to that in a second. That's frightening. How'd she get up that high? Like right here too, they go straight to the like instrumental love yeah. music. It's great. Yeah. Kelsey, if you had to lift me up. I could not do it probably. Even at your best like athleticism like 20 like couple years ago. I mean, I would really try my best. I, Maybe like I, I probably that weigh like super a, strength would kick in, but I, I weigh like a buck seventy. But if I didn't sleep for like four or five days, maybe I'd be a couple pounds lighter. All I all I'm gonna say is I try. I'll try my best. Thanks. <laughs> I think she thinks he's dying right here. Is the glitter on the eyes having a comeback? I'm not really seeing that anywhere oh, except in this really movie. Know. Seems very specific to the Zoe Kravitz look. These two, I wish, um, they are very funny to watch in interviews, but they're incredibly different people. So I'm assuming they're going to have a lot of catching up to do over this trilogy. Okay, so what is this, Kelsey? We haven't talked about this, but is this some Bane stuff right here? Oh. Or is it the tear? Is it the, the drops? Is it the drops? Because the drops aren't supposed to make you like roided out, from yeah. what I understand. <laughs> so that must be like some potential Bane thing right there. Bane juice. What I like to call cold brew from Costco. That's true. Did you all know that cold brew has more caffeine? than coffee probably but did two you cups of coffee and one nitro brew <laughs> oh you're gonna explain the starbucks the nitro has even more caffeine we didn't know we're teaching out of, in and out of the classroom yeah, this is tough you lost control batman so i thought in the trailer that they were going to do the seven thing here and, and make i thought that when they showed batman beating somebody up with a riddler costume on that Riddler was tricking Batman and it was going to be Selena or it was going to be Alfred. And he just beat the like crap out of somebody that he loved. Oh, like when we saw this in the trailer. Yeah. And I was kind of, I thought that would have been really genius, but they kind of already conveyed a lot of those points that would have been made. And then that, but this guy, Kels, somebody said that he's the dude from the funeral that Mm. he tried to sneak in to the funeral and the cop pulled him back and Bruce sat to look at him for a second. I would have to watch it again. I don't really. He's the one, not the one he talks to, but the one who tries to sneak in. Interesting. From what I understand. Somebody let us know in your Apple review that you are nice enough to give us five stars in because (laughs) you have listened to us for three hours. We appreciate that. That's frightening. I've said the word frightening like 15 times in this podcast because I can't think of a better word to describe a lot of how real this makes me feel and how scary it is. Yeah. This that is, is crazy. That's a good shot. They literally made a Titanic movie. This is this is it, y'all. This is the end of the anti-hero journey. This is his kind of becoming a hero. Now he's like, I should stop being rude to Alfred. 
Great music. It has Bella Real behind him, Be Real behind him. This is his moment. He's cutting the wire. He's going to get baptized. There it is. I'm also confused. I feel like all those open fuses, like when you get electrocuted, maybe not. Maybe it's too big of a body of water. Again, Love the red, the again water. the red and white, red and blue yeah. colors. Really cool shots. He risked his life. He risked his life. He did. It's the I think this is the most emotional scene of the movie, probably. I look. It's like the only shot without color in it. It's like so gray. a lot of yeah, it is. I actually like that. A lot of religious tones in that scene. Obviously, cutting the umbilical cord and being baptized. It's cutting the umbilical cord religious. <laughs> no i know what you mean no i'm just saying in terms of growing i know i get it um and then baptized yeah obviously the light very moses like here i mean there it's interesting he's been a symbol of fear and using that as a tool as a weapon and now he's using his symbol as a way to kind of build bridges and connection and directly help people He's been so focused on putting people behind bars to help people instead of directly helping them in mm. need. And they're not the same thing. And I think that they're making a good point with that here. Love the music. Yeah, great music. And I love the kid is the first one to grab his hand. You know. I just can't believe she has like a gun wound. That's the kid, right? Kelsey, he's been ta- looking at yeah, the whole yeah, movie. That's yeah, that's the kid. That's the mayor's kid. Yeah. Robin. We're just going to call him Robin for the sake of this. He's not going to be Robin. I mean, obviously the young man at the beginning of the movie who had who was gang who was in the gang who had like half the makeup who looked like he might be Robin. Obviously they were touching on that, but oh, just a lot of Robin shoutouts in here. Okay, so he's leading people out of the darkness. So instead of being a symbol of the dark, he's a symbol of hope and light here. Beautiful. Oh, that looks like this a painting. Is in the trailers. I would yeah. have this painting in my house right here. That shot no it's not going in our house well <laughs> i thought when in the trailers that he was like leading people around a city that was flooded yes oh, wow. i also thought that look at the doggy that pisses oh. me off i don't know why i just wish they <laughs> i wish they didn't show it i couldn't handle it i want everybody to be shown everything <laughs> show us all the dark parts of society except the dogs that are struggling the music right now they're nirvana Looting is going to be rampant. In the parts of the cities no one can get to. Now the penguin is the key. Great writing. Sees the chance to grab everything they can. Oh, like the uh, like penguin or people who want power. Right. And we will rebuild not just the city, but our faith in our institutions and in our elected officials. <laughs> I'm just saying it's so good because... If the next movie touches on that and the political corruption and the institutional issues with Two-Face and everything, I hope that that's what they do. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be Two-Face. It can be a lot of different villains. Some people are saying Mr. Freeze, but... Mr. Freeze would be interesting. I really liked Mr. Freeze, but it's also very comic-y. I think they could do it in a realistic way. So now he's saying how, like, vengeance won't change the past...
He's becoming Batman. And this is important because people got so lost in the Ben Affleck ba- interpretation of Batman, but that Batman was so full of rage and vengeance that him not figuring that that out in his younger years, like year two Batman, it was so not canon. Uh, it annoyed the hell out of me with Ben Affleck's Batman. Um, even though there were cool Snyder moments, I guess. I don't want to hate. Oh, so I guess he was talking about his trauma in that line right there, too. He was like, yes. after the scars have healed, like, they're still impacting us. Okay. Yeah. So he also went through like his claiming transformation. Like claiming scars. Yeah. I love this shot with the mud on him. This shot really reminds me of the Snyder Affleck verse. I don't know why, but it is the best part of it. That was a great shot. Here we go. The most questionable part of the movie. Yeah. Which with the deleted scene now we have contact, so Yeah, we'll talk about it in a second. Yeah. Do they let you have glasses in jail? That's not a stupid question, is it? You mean because they could be used as a weapon? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they have to be plastic. I don't know how you can do that with the vision part, though. Barry Keegan, Keon... I think it's Ke- Keon. I'm going to say sure, Keegan because yeah. I'm going to b- butcher Irish. it regardless. I'm a, right. I apologize. Um, I love him. He's a great actor. Very scary. We said that he has a lot of layers to his face. I mean, obviously in this shot right here as Joker, but I mean just as Barry Keegan, Keegan himself. Um, friend frightening pretty good laugh yeah very good feels very goosebumps um okay it was it was very comic-y for me so dan dehan and the amazing spider-man 2 played the green goblin and that's what that reminded me of uh unfortunately because i do like dan dehan but that Obviously, that performance was rough, and also the the writing for that character was tough, and looked very similar there. But me and Kelsey talked about this. That was definitely a corporate decision. Like, felt so unreaves of this movie. Yeah, it felt like it was too much too soon. Yeah, just YouTube the deleted scene between Batman and Joker from this movie on YouTube after this podcast, and you'll see a much better scene that probably should have been included and took, and the end part should have been taken out, but. Who are we to say, I guess? Well, also, though, like, it just felt comic-y and what felt like a really grounded movie. Yeah. So. I'm excited for him, though. He's not supposed know. to be He's not supposed to be the major villain in the next movie. Oh, okay. He's just supposed to be... Even in the, in the deleted scene, though, I didn't, like... I know I'm in the minority here, but... On this opinion, but I didn't really love the makeup and... Like, it was cool, but it was just, like, too... The prosthetic much. was too much? Yeah, I just wanted a more grounded Batman. Like, I feel like this is... So, I don't know. Yeah. I always thought it would be cool if the Joker didn't actually look like the Joker and he just looked like somebody who was like... 
I guess more like what we saw from Joaquin Phoenix. The bat and the cat. This uh, Selena Kyle thing was one of the annoying things for me too because her character is supposed to basically... I like that they didn't just have her seduce him and then she tricks him, manipulates him and play this... Even like, though they did like this have woman a trope. lot of objectifying like, yes. scenes. But some of it felt due, some of it felt... Or some of it felt deserving, some of it felt undeserving. You mean some of it felt like in character? No, like their relationship felt deserving a little bit. Sometimes. Oh, thought, Sometimes it was just like... Obje- objectifying her and then you responded, so I was oh, confused. Yeah, deserving of objectifying her. Well, that's why I was confused. No. Um, but... The part of it I don't like is that in canon and most of it, Catwoman is always supposed to like, they're supposed to have a deep um, relatability to one another for a variety of reasons besides just kind of wearing costumes. Yeah, like they both kind of feel alone. Yeah, there's a lot of different things in their history. But um, she's always kind of like at the end of the day sticking out for herself. She kind of is right now. But I didn't like how willing she was to kind of be like, let's like live together now um yeah that no, just felt very saying, felt undeserved yeah, yeah undeserved um and out of character for her lore but i i do like that they express oh look at his bat mobile thing with it's the... so sick interesting i hope there's a video game for this movie because that is what i'll be doing the whole time is riding that motorcycle <laughs> around just not hurting anybody just riding it around i love this this is the real reeves ending him driving out of gotham like leaving his past behind in his parents grave and that's just love so this smart. Music. Oh my god! It's great music. This whole pod has just been me saying I love this music. It makes me cape. emotional a little bit because at the beginning of the pandemic, these were the original stills we got out of the set, and it was the end of the movie, which is crazy to think about because that means they probably finished it at the beginning of the pandemic, which is just crazy. I mean the the music just makes you emotional anyway. That's true. That's what it is. Um, but also when this trailer dropped, it was one of the best trailers I had ever seen. It was like in the beginning of the pandemic. And honestly, I think it got a lot of people who are privileged enough to kind of be at home and not struggling to kind of be like, at least be distracted by something. That was really cool. So they just went their separate ways. I guess she's going to have a comeback probably. And she'll probably be a villain. I think you're right. You said that when we walked out of the movie the first time and I didn't think about that, but I think, I think uh, you're right. This music is so sick. I love how here. we see like the outskirts of the city here. Yeah. There she goes into the mist. Mm. Poof. I love this right here. The music build, the music builds up right here. Uh, wow. Oh my god. So, so good. good. Uh, oh my god. Like an orchestra just completing. Wow. Matt Reeves and Peter Craig wrote wrote it. That's right. Amazing. Forgot about Peter Craig. It was okay, so like after this movie, um I, I don't know if anyone saw this in theaters, but it was so interesting to see people uh, in different generations. Yes. Different, completely different age groups. People yeah. like maybe they were like really comic book like fans versus like people who are casual moviegoers. Mm-hmm. And like just to see the reaction to this. Like some people were like that like wasn't good or like people who are like kind of casual moviegoers. And then some people who like really love Batman. That wasn't like, that the was. Dark Knight. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Some people, but some people who really love Batman, they were like this, like they were just in in shock. Like I, after I watched this movie, it was one of those where I was like, I could, I just sat there for a second. And I was like, oh my god. We sat there the whole end credits and looked I all feel these names. So appreciative of what I just 
got to watch. You know what it was? I think ultimately people were confused because they thought they were supposed to like Batman. <laughs> they yeah. were like, am I not supposed to? Like, you're supposed to tell me how to feel, Hollywood. Why are you telling me not to like your protagonist? That doesn't make any sense <laughs> in terms of the basic ways I've been watching movies for so long. And I don't want to be rude to people who are like, I don't I don't understand why I don't like Batman. But he's a, a rich boy who's dressing up like a bat every night. To, <laughs> and he... And he puts people behind bars out of his own free will because he can because he's wealthy like that's what he does and even with good intentions it's a really messed up character and this movie does a good job of giving everybody what they want which is to kind of you know watch and enjoy that uh from a comic fantasy stance but also kind of like really unpack that idea and see how ethical that is so it was so cool to see how people were kind of like thrown off by that because we should feel thrown off. I was, I felt thrown off too. I'm like, well, I really don't like Robert Pattinson the way he's talking to Alfred. I don't like the way he's reacting to people and Selena, the Batman, the Batman. Uh, and I don't know. I just that uncomfortability about disliking Bruce and also Batman. I think just threw a lot of people off at first, but I think after sitting with it, it felt like reception got high, higher and higher and and. The ratings are really good for this movie. They're like in the high 80s on Rotten Tomatoes. IMDb, I think, is an eight. So, and it made 800, close to 800 million dollars out of the box office, which That's is a lot. Awesome. It's a lot of money for for this kind of movie. Yeah, I mean, I think post panty. I think the the Bruce thing did throw me like a little bit, especially when I was like, why is he just acting like this? Is the first non suave Bruce that that we've seen yeah but also like it was even more than that it was just kind of jarring like his behavior um but i i when i walked out of the theater we were when we were walking in the parking lot i was like trey that was like the most made for me superhero movie ever because i personally don't love a lot of action i and i again i know that i'm like not in the majority there but i love like detective movies and i think that that's the cool part about superheroes so that was it was just awesome from that standpoint like that was the first time we saw batman as a detective it's awesome yeah it was amazing it's the best it's the best we've ever seen batman as a detective since the animated series so it was weirdly nostalgic to watch it too um i don't know it's amazing i I can't wait to rewatch it (laughs) we're so i feel so lucky to have this at hbo now i'm gonna we're gonna buy this on 4k and watch all the behind the scenes and directors i'm so excited to hear matt reeves behind the scenes of directors yeah talking about it yeah if you guys want to right now you can purchase the movie on apple i believe and hear his commentary actually the whole movie which i was gonna do for us but i didn't want to spend the 20 or 30 bucks to do that right now we're gonna buy the 4k yeah but it's not gonna be on the 4k you gotta buy it on the apple so we're gonna have to buy it twice to hear it but i'm assuming somebody will put it up on youtube so we can hear it because i'm really interested in hearing the commentary Trey's um, movies movie purchases stress me out but um <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> there's no kids in this house yet we don't have to do all that okay i hope you guys have enjoyed listening to our commentary and sitting with us in this watch along party for the batman this is our first time doing this uh let us know if you enjoyed it uh hit us up on instagram or yeah let us know on insta or specifically like in the apple review because we don't you know we don't know if anyone wants this content (laughs) yeah i mean we can tell from the downloads and how many people and where they listen to it but we are always like some communication so check the description of this pod wherever you get your podcasts to get information for our instagram or twitter to dm us and our email if you want to shoot us some communication and we'll get back to you as soon as possible but please if you like what you hear from me and kelsey 
hit us up on Spotify or Apple or any podcast platform you have with some stars, hopefully five stars. And if you leave a review, we'd really appreciate that. The algorithm gods are very confusing. And we just want to build a community here at the Extra Credits Podcast. And it's been really fun, y'all. Thanks for listening. This has been Trey. And this is Kelsey. Peace. Bye.